SCU episode of Gave My Mom Found. I am Mike Helverton, and who is with me tonight? That's my secret, Mike. I'm always Michael K. Hughes. <laughs> <laughs> and, this, and, I, and I'm Bill. I got that reference, Tucker. <laughs> I forgot to look up quotes, and I'm like, oh shit, I don't know what to say. Then so I just went with that. I planned that one. I, I thought ahead. I should have. I did think about it when I watched this on Thursday night, but then when we're recording this on Saturday morning, I, I did not think about that. <laughs> I had that one weeks ago. I'm like, oh, that's the one. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I, was got, good. I got this in my pocket. All right. And, and we're going to be talking And this week, as you can see in the title, and we're talking about the sixth MCU movie. We're going to be talking about Avengers this week. So we got there. We got to the first Avengers movie. Yeah. And a phase sure one. Yeah. Yeah. And the only phase to end was in an Avengers movie for some reason. Phase two ends with Ant-Man. Phase three ends with Spider-Man Far From Home. Oh, yeah. I don't know why they do that. You think you'd end with a big, but for some reason they they do that. Okay. Ant-Man doesn't really count because Ant-Man does not really have anything to do with what happened in Age of Ultron. It's just another movie to throw on there where they could have. But yeah, Uh it's considered end of phase two. We'll get there in a few months. We'll get there. Yeah, eventually. <laughs> so first, I, I hadn't seen this movie since Age of Ultron, and <laughs> I almost had like an Operation Raccoon City feeling where the memory I had of this movie before, I liked more than the memory I have now after just watching this. Uh-huh. Interesting. So I was a little, a little not, I'm like, oh, hmm. I was a little yeah. unsure. How about I, you, I kind of walked, walked away with about the same feeling. I think it's just because we've had so much between this movie and now, it's just hard to to compare everything. It's like, eh, maybe maybe it wasn't quite what we remembered. But at the time, there was nothing like it. So, no, I I remember right. for the longest time one of my favorite movies of all time, and now it's it's not. <laughs> but maybe I was just off. I don't know. I'm I'm not 100 percent sure if it was just me or the movie just didn't hit me the same. Yeah. Well, it's it's very quaint in in comparison to the to the other movies in there it's what's the one thing i was going into it with because i've seen this movie probably 10 times at this point i really am a big fan of it it's probably been four years or so since i've popped it in again and again the old blu-ray player i had the disc felt very good very tactile so i put that thing in here the click of the trace tray shutting yeah i i walked into it thinking the big deal with this movie when it came out was how joss wheaton's footprint right how how mm-hmm. joss wheatony it was and i remember thinking it was a lot funnier than it is it's not like it's it's not it's there are quips that are out of place and we'll get there um i know i have notes on them but <laughs> it's not as quippy as i remember it being and i think like uh mike said it's just the fact that we had never seen something like this before in a comic book movie where it finally started to relax its hold a bit and its seriousness and it's still serious it still does some pretty you know it's still a comic book movie but it has a lighter tone that doesn't quite translate through the entire thing so there's lots of stuff in here that feel out of place that you know when was this released 2012 that um you know 10 years ago whatever that was um i don't know math (laughs) yeah whatever 2012 was back then we it was novel and now it's not so much you have thor ragnarok which is a comedy compared to this like it's out and out comedy so i think the tone is interesting in this um yeah i think the novelty's worn off on it i still think it's a very well-made movie i think it's very well crafted um i think there's some very good performances i think there are some poor ones um, but it really, I didn't, well, I still had a great time. I really enjoyed my time with it. 
didn't regret seeing it at all. And um, but there's definitely blemishes and we'll we'll go through, them, I think. It, it was just weird because I remember just loving this movie, but maybe it's just I used to really like Joss Whedon. We were talking about before recording with Angel and Buffy. And now that I'm, you know, and he it, it has Joss Whedon fingerprints all over this movie and they just don't like I guess now they don't work for me. For some reason, it wasn't doing it. Yeah, and I, it wasn't like, eh, I don't need that stupid joke right there. I know that's a Joss Whedon thing. I don't need that right now. <laughs> right. And that's exactly right. And that's kind of what but you have to remember, too, back when this was released, this was a zeitgeist like this was a a, a, a tornado of acclaim and applause over this movie. Everyone adored this. So I could see people being really into this, looking back at it. I now. Was. Eh, was it? Oh, I was. Are you kidding me? I was mm-hmm. enthralled with it. You know, when I when we first saw Iron Man, I thought, okay, well, this is the movie that kind of started the MCU. This is kind of what this was the jumping off point. And I realized that wasn't that's not the case. Iron Man started this vibe like of the it's kind of like Marvel being more of a force. This starts the MCU. This is the jumping point for everything because become a team. They get together. They have their struggles. So this is a pivot point. And I definitely think this was a sea change in how we do or how Hollywood does comic book movies and Marvel movies. They've all followed this formula, quippier, funnier, little jokier, lighthearted, but still maintaining serious elements. I mean, you wouldn't have your Guardians of the Galaxy and your Thor Ragnaroks if it wasn't for the tone that this set. And while I would say probably Iron Man is a better movie, yeah, this was definitely a sea change. So don't feel bad that like back in the day you <laughs> thought this was awesome and now you're not so much. Oh, no, I'm not. I feel everyone bad that did. I didn't yeah. like it as much as I did this time. That's what I feel bad about. Yeah, don't feel I bad. I like having the memory where this is one of my favorite movies of all time and I'm like, <laughs> oh. <laughs> did you die a little bit, Mike? Yes, because I, I fucking loved Captain America the First Avenger. I was giddy throughout that entire movie and this stuff was kind of like, huh. Okay, this is not how I remember this. Huh? <laughs> so I was a little heartbroken, but even yeah. the way this movie opens up, because I, I in my notes I have it opened up on a meteor rock, and I can't even remember what the hell that was now. Yeah, that's when they, um, that's when Loki receives his scepter. So okay, yeah, Loki is there's a dark army. It's all hidden in shadow and uh, people we don't know, creatures we don't know. I, I think these are the, the blood teeth creatures. Yeah, uh, Chitari is what they're called, but. For those, I mean, I'm like I'm a comic book fan. I still don't know who the fuck the Chitari is. Like I've just never heard of them. I I've, I haven't read a ton of comics, but I read enough that I recognize the scroll. I recognize the Kree and the Chitari. I'm like, who? I'm still like, who? That that always kind of bothered me in this movie too. I I I, I understand why he went with it. They went because there are only so many alien races you can pick from. They picked one that wasn't super known that just came out in 2002. Yeah. So they're like, okay, go with those alien races, but. It almost feels like they wanted someone disposable because they knew that this was their movie and they weren't going to get any screen time after this. So they just went with the Shitari instead of, say, the Skrull, because the Skrull have the potential to be a bigger story bullet further down the line. They didn't have access to the Skrulls at this time. Oh, well, yeah. Oh, (laughs) Or uh, Fox deal was still in place. They didn't get Skrulls till later when they made some kind of deal. So crazy how that works. Yeah, because they, they got, I forget when, or they got the scrolls earlier at some point. They worked out some deal, I'm pretty sure, to get to get the scrolls and the Kree to be able to use them. Because they use the Kree a little bit in, spoiler, Captain Marvel and spoiler, S.H.I.E.L.D., but no one cares about S.H.I.E.L.D. So <laughs> they found use, but at this time, I, I want to say they didn't have access to the scrolls. Maybe they had access to the Kree, but not the scroll, I don't think. But either yeah. then, I mean, I, don't, I just don't care for the Shatari. It's 
and, and that like I didn't I mean knowing back now that I know what that staff is like back then we didn't know that staff carries one of the infinity gems or infinity stones right right which I don't know it's just oh and for those that don't know the guy that's talking in costume that's talking to Loki that's for Thanos is Wesley from Angel for those that are fans of Angel yay so well, hey. Alexis Denisoff or something. I mean, again, it's Josh Whedon taking actors that he worked with before and just bringing them in for just to get them a job. Yeah, I mean, listen, day rate on a Hollywood movie is not bad. It's you're in the guild, you're acting. It's it's not bad. I'll take it. He goes fine. Like I I had to remember the intro part where you have Loki getting the staff and you have them in like this top secret building where they're working on the where they have the tesseract down there and. For, if you remember from Thor, where you see that Eric Selvig was being controlled by Loki in the very end of that movie in the right. credit scene, which plays in directly to what's going on right here, where he's controlling him to use a Tesseract to open up a portal. And nobody is aware yet that he's kind of under control. I mean, not completely under control, but he's he's being manipulated. Yeah, I forgot that was even a thing until you mentioned it just now. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the, like, oh, yeah, you don't that mention was... it. They don't they don't show anything about him being manipulated until he gets uh, touched by the staff. Right. A few minutes later. But when you think of the ending of Thor, then you kind of put like, OK, that's that's why he opened the portal. Like he's not completely in charge of himself, but nobody's aware. and He's not aware of it either. Yeah, makes sense. Makes a little more sense of what happened. Yeah. Two movies ago. <laughs> <sighs> like two a year. Yeah. It would have been a year before this. Thor came out, I want to say. 2011. Yeah. Yeah. And people and again, this was also before the time where a lot of people were probably sticking around till the end. It really didn't become a serious thing until this movie, honestly, where everyone sticks around to the end for the Marvel movies. Uh, it's a pretty decent beginning. I, you know, the shield compound, it's um, the whole idea of, of kind of Loki controlling people. It, it seems a bit MacGuffin-y to me as yeah. a plot device because he it, needs it, minions. And what's he going to do? Bring down monster faces with, it, with it blood teeth for me? did not do it for me this time. Like that whole part where Loki shows up from the portal and he starts, like you were saying, you know, start touching people with the staff. Like it, it I didn't, do, I, I didn't like it. I was like, eh. <laughs> yeah. Gotta get the plot rolling somehow, I guess. Well, oh, and the fact that Hawkeye is not Hawkeye for over an hour, maybe hour and a half of this movie still pisses me off. But he's yeah. like, it's just such a waste of the character. <laughs> well, he like stinks. Hawkeye. He's not good. Hawkeye is a bad, bad character. Like he's not Ouch. interesting at all in this movie so at least at least he gave him something to do because the only thing else he does is kind of mope around and shoot arrows he is extremely good at the end he's very effective at the very end they really try to show how cool he is but for most of this movie he's just a mope he's a he's a mope with uh with loki and he's a mope with scarlet with black widow and then towards the end he gets some cool toys and they give him this chance but and one thing that i realized that i didn't have that going into this movie but since I've been watching a lot of the MCU. I really hate it when superheroes fight each other. Mm-hmm. I just don't like it. It makes me upset. Huh. And I'm like, oh, yeah, this <laughs> happens a lot more in this movie than I remembered. Yeah, oh, yeah. it seems like it's always shoehorned in. It's like, we have to make these characters fight. The fans will love it. Well, it's the it's the playground moment, and that's kind of what I call that. Um, and there's a bunch of them here, I think. God, this movie's so – I also said it's too long, considering Endgame is like three hours long. Um, <laughs> I can't remember how many hours. playground moments there are in this. Yeah, there are. It and I called them longer. Uh, I yeah, I, I call them playground moments because those are the arguments you had at school. Like, what if Thor thought Iron Man? You're like, well, Iron Man would win because he has, you know, special laser powers. And well, Thor would win because he's a god. And that's what this is. <laughs> it's just we it's just basically answering all those questions you had when you were when you were seven, which is fine. I don't I don't yeah. mind that at all. Actually, I think it's I think it's done properly. It can introduce a lot of good tension 
here it's just people beating on each other because it's fun. Um, and I'm okay sure. with that sometimes if it's Even fun. Like the whole beginning just did not do it for me. And I was surprised like with the Jeep escape and the building yeah. crashing down and you have like, oh, put the phase two in the car. And I'm like, yeah, I know what that is. I remember this movie. But, you know, it just I don't know. It just wasn't doing it for me. And all the jokes like with Fury stalling and look you're like, you don't I'll, I'll be taking that. And, you know, and none of that really i don't know i wasn't laughing like i remember laughing every other time i seen this movie i was like oh okay i'm like damn it joss whedon i don't want your humor right now <laughs> and it, it's aged uh, you know it, it's uh, a lot of that humor has aged um it, it doesn't have that kind of punch anymore um it's interesting it's interesting i didn't mind uh hawkeye turning into a bad guy for this first part and for first first half of the movie like him well, no hey that but they, <laughs> again they, they set it up as if like you know he touches his chest with the with the with the scepter and he turns evil. And I think the intention is you're supposed to say, oh, no, Jeremy. Oh, no. Haw Hawkeye, what happened? You're going to be bad. And I'm like, oh, OK, great. You like pick the le you pick the worst chess piece on the board, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> you, you really didn't. You really didn't do some do your homework. Yeah, for picking your. that's, your, that's yeah. fair, because like he's got a lot to a lot of cool things to do in combat. But outside of combat, Hawkeye does not have a huge skill set for the events of this movie like I, I just maybe they couldn't figure out what to do with them so there's like let's put him on loki's side for a bit and then bring him back later he, he has his moments really, i know he's an early avenger he joined the avengers in issue 16 but you didn't really need him in my opinion in this movie like i i love hawkeye's character in general in this movie nah, i just but again it's not my hawkeye he doesn't have the purple costume <laughs> so i was gonna say is that your love for uh captain america and the avengers uh -huh. <laughs> i have hawkeye's first appearance on my wall not that far from me and vision's first appearance i paid a pretty penny for both of those because <laughs> of that stupid game <laughs> yeah I, and the other thing too as far as the jokes went um isn't this the point where where fury goes put down the spear yeah, yeah. I, that actually made me laugh. I actually had, a, I actually got a good chuckle out of that. I thought it was funny. Put is it down the, the liners at uh, Samuel Jackson's delivery of it? Well, that might be it. Yeah, I think if I said it just now, it really did elicit a groan, <laughs> and because I'm not Samuel L. Jackson, so that might oh, be he, it. Yeah, he does <laughs> elevate all source material. That's a very good. Yeah, point. he 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 is great. I mean, and he is great in this movie throughout. Even though some of the lines are a little quippy and things, like he does a fine job on them in this movie. I had no problem with Nick Fury. I had no problem with Black Widow either. I think she is great in this movie. Like the first oh, team awesome. where you see Black Widow after they escape from that building and it, it goes over. Loki gets away in his Jeep. He has the staff. He has the Tesseract. You have Black Widow. Oh, oh I want to say you see the title card of this movie. Like, yes. I, I, keep yeah. about I wrote card. it down. I wrote it down. this movie this time. It's, uh, uh, it's to answer, answer uh, Coulson's question. is like, well, what do we do now? And then it jumps oh. to the title card and it's like, okay. yeah. I didn't yeah, catch great. that. That's cool. Very good. It moved up a it moved up a peg on my on my <laughs> not very high. Moved a peg. But that whole scene with Black Widow, that's when I had a big smile on my face. I, I remembered that, and like you have her tied to a chair, and she's acting, you know, weak and, def and defenseless, and they're about they're threatening to kill her, and and the guy's talking, and then they get a phone call. Um, the <laughs> kidnappers do, and Same they're way. like, "It's for you." And the guys and Colson's like, "I have multiple jets trained on you, and you are in building blah 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 floor. I'm going, you know, shoot you if we don't give you don't give her the phone." He gives her the phone. She's like, "I'm in the middle of interrogation. This idiot is telling me everything." <laughs> yeah, and I'm the not, guy's like, "No, I'm not." And that part when he said, "No, I'm not," it's just kind of like, was that necessary? Like, did you have to do that, Whedon? I don't know. It bugged me this time. It shouldn't have. 
but it it just I didn't like it. It was too much like this isn't Buffy. This isn't Angel. Wait, so you're saying you didn't like the when Kat Olsen's on hold as she's as she's uh I, very agility ag- ag- agility. I didn't she's mind just that. destroying people. I thought that, that was, was really great. funny. It's just that one little line where the guy's like, I didn't do that. I wasn't giving it all away. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. Like, OK, maybe you should be more worried about the fact that there's a plane centered to murder you <laughs> and the person that you have kidnapped isn't too scared all of a sudden. Like, you think that would be more worrisome? Not well, I'm not telling her everything. Oh, I don't know. Stupid. It's a nitpick, but fuck. All this talk about the humor and up holding up is making me very nervous for Age of Ultron. I'm about to lose all my <laughs> all my credibility uh, with our fan base, but that was my favorite MCU movie for the longest time. And I know people hate it because it's so quippy. So I'm really nervous to revisit that one here soon. I don't remember that one very well. We'll we'll talk about it. I think there are lots of good things about it, but I, I don't remember yeah, it strong enough to, to say it. But you know what the thing the issue is with this? And that's so I just had this kind of thought about it. It's got a lot of growing pains, this Avengers movie. And that's really what I should have written down, but I didn't. Because it's moving away from the old school style of comic book movies where it's, you know, it's it's jokey, but jokes don't work. It's trying to modernize the way it feels. It's trying to – it's got some growing pains. So when this is a perfect example. When that general says that I didn't do that, that's out of character. Like, that's not, yeah, we've spent 30 seconds with this guy, with this stereotype. And <laughs> stereotype man shouldn't say that. That's not something that should come out of his mouth. Much like when I did my corny, you know, opening, I, that's a, I got that reference. <laughs> Captain America should not say that. He's from the 1960s. He doesn't know what a reference, 40s. He doesn't know what a reference is, right? So when you hammer these little quips in, they're fit. You're, you're really trying to squeeze these round pegs into square holes and they'll fit, but you're really going to hammer them in. And that, I think, is why it may not hold up as well. Again, where it was novel before, it's not novel now. It's actually rather annoying to more modern sensibilities. But some of it for me still was charming. So that's that's my take on that. Yeah, I d- definitely agree. And like I remember that one of my favorite characters in this movie was Tony Stark for the longest time because it's just Tony Stark being Tony Stark and like. Almost everything out of his mouth when I rewatched this, it was just like, oh man, that that's that's kind of painful. He is the biggest asshole in this movie, and I, I I mean I know that's Tony Stark, but after seeing Iron Man one, Iron Man two, and then you see this movie where like you have growth in Iron Man two, I'm just like, oh damn it, I don't need this Tony again. Like I I want him to be more, which I, he never really is, I guess. It's maybe it's just been a while since I've seen these movies. <laughs> And it, I don't know, I didn't like him in this. Like, I, I, I didn't mind the part where you have him and Gwyneth Paltrow when he's first, when he's kind of, when, when Phil comes up to him and tells him about that. Like, I enjoyed all that. I enjoyed the whole little date, the little couple quick scenes with that, where she's like, you have homework to do, and then whisper something. Like, I was okay with all of that. Like, that I enjoyed a lot. <laughs> but later parts of the movie, I, I didn't enjoy the way he gets. I mean, I know part of it can be to another um contribute to another MacGuffin that we'll talk about later but I do want to say is I did like that scene with Hulk in India where yeah. you have they're all kind of sent to kind of you're trying to put the team together Coulson goes talks to Stark and Black Widow sent and talks to the big guy and she's like Stark don't trust me he's like the other big guy and you know we haven't seen Hulk since that movie that wasn't part of, that wasn't really part of the MCU and I like like Mark Ruffalo I had forgotten how good he plays banner like mm-hmm. after, especially after watching incredible hawk just a couple just about two months ago it is so much better 
than Edward Norton played. I oh, think. by far. I mean, there's oh, no yeah. there's no question. What I like about this new Bruce is when Edward Norton played him, he played him as weak, like a weak Bruce Banner. Just kind of. Yeah. I remember this sad Bruce Banner walking away, <laughs> walking to, to Guatemala, you know, that whole that whole that whole bit. Yeah, he walked um, real fast. Guatemala, too. He sure did. He did. His... I'm still mad about that. <laughs> I don't think we mentioned it last week. No, I don't think so. We're just going to bring that up every single every single show. <laughs> the ongoing uh, <laughs> That's going to be the thorough line through this entire series. Is that's right. A Hulk traveling to America. <laughs> yeah, well, this Hulk does it too. He he goes a, a ways away and, and without his powers. So hey, but um, anyway, where Edward Norton read him as as weak, um, Bruce Banner comes across as unassuming someone who is reluctant to have this thing he remind me a lot and this might be really stretching it but almost like an addict who's afraid to you know to, to have another drink or afraid or uh, a, a food addict who's afraid to go down the dessert aisle like i I'm, a, I'm afraid of this thing that's inside of me i know how to control it but i know if i in, indulge in it i'm done and this is going to turn into a disaster that's not a stretch. I, I'll, yeah. as, some, as somebody, like, I completely understand where you're coming from. Like, for someone who was addicted to the pop and I drank way too much, it, it was very, like, I tried to stay as far away from as I can because, like, I don't want to get back into that same state of state of mind. So, I mean, it makes sense. Like, I, it does, I do see where you're coming from where he is very reluctant to be Hulk. He's like, I, that, that doesn't, we're not talking about that. Like, we're not doing that. Like, we're not going down that road again. Like, it, it's, it does fit that. Yeah, his arc in this movie is way better than his own standalone movie that we talked about a few episodes. Oh God. Yes. It's insane. (laughs) And it's, yeah, yeah, he, he, and Mark Ruffalo is very, very good. He, he always seems like he's trying to keep it in check. So when he's kind of reserved and talking slowly and quietly, it's him. Yeah. Like you said, he's trying not, he's trying not to touch that part of him. So he's keeping himself in control. He's doing everything he knows how to do to keep from going crazy. It's great. That's great. I like that. Like when you first meet when he first meets Black Widow's character after he kind of got tricked into going to like to this house on the edge of town because they said they needed a doctor and he goes to help. And, you know, he's like, oh, I see you. You brought me to the end of the town. That's smart. Smart move there. Like this, you know, like everything. She's like, what do you know? And she's like, we're alone. And then the part where he kind of acts like he's angry and slams the table and she pulls out a gun about to yeah. shoot him in the face. And he's like, <laughs> I, I just wanted to see what you do. There's, there's no need to do that. <laughs> like it, I was like, OK. I, I I forgot how great Mark Ruffalo was even when he first started playing Hulk in his first movie. There's a little moment in this scene that I didn't catch before. I can't remember what Widow says to him, and he says something along the lines of, we don't always get what we want. And at that moment, he's like gently touching uh, like a rocking chair or yes. a baby swing. Yep. It's like he can't have that normal mm. life that he would want. It's like, oh, yep. man, I never caught that. It's I such a nice that. touch. No, I really did, too. That that caught me. I was like, ooh, that's so good. Whenever he's on screen, he's the best actor in the room, I think. And I'm trying to remember a case where he's not. But I will. If he's not, then I will say so. But I, he's great. <laughs> he's so good. <laughs> I don't really? think you're that far off. I think he is one of the better, better parts of this movie that I did not remember and was a little sad but saddened by when i found that out but him and black widow i really had no problem with them and then this also introduces fury in the console for a couple that kind of because like there's like this i'm not saying the word right but like these these gentlemen and women that are in charge of the government from behind the scenes that fury works for which play a part later in the mcu 
and they're the ones kind of like calling the shots with certain things in this movie. And then you have the scene. Okay, I I love Captain America. I love Captain America: First Avenger, but I did not like the whole punching bag scene with Steve. That one, you already got that. Like I I like after credit scenes movies. I do not like it when you take an after credit scene from the next movie and just play it here to give you guys yeah. a sneak. Like no, it should be something different that connects the movies in a small way. In my opinion, yeah. I agree. Yeah, it, I think I at that know, point I, they're just like, we know you're gonna go see this. Here's a trailer for it. Yeah, it's like, you don't yeah. you don't need a scene to lead you into it. You're gonna go see it. I know. I just didn't like it. like that whole part where he just kind of like it makes sense that he's you know he's kind of upset. He's kind of like I don't have a me I don't have a place here. What am I doing? And he's just punching punching bags and breaking them. And it just I mean it fits like you know that he has no he doesn't know what to do with his life. Like it doesn't say how long he's been out of the ice. I'm assuming it's not very long. I mean I could find out if I really want to. I'm sure it's, I'm sure it's there. I'm sure it's out there. No, <laughs> there's a whole timeline of all, all these movies, but I, I just, I don't know. I, I didn't like that. And then you have, and then shortly, this is he. I mean, you have Steve and on, and I want to say, yeah, Steve is on his way to the helicarrier. You have Loki in a showing the lad that he's that he's doing, which again is another part just to move the plot along. Where they're telling, oh, we need this meteor rock to to finish this to finish this thing, so we can get we can open the portal and win the movie. <laughs> I feel like that would have been adamantium if they had the rights. It would have been something else, a material that people would actually recognize, but they didn't have rights. At this time, they're missing all the X-Men rights, all the Fantastic Four rights, which really plays a part in Age of Ultron. But we'll get there eventually when they can't say the word mutant. <laughs> oh, wow. They're enhanced. So did, did, we, skip over the, did we skip over the, cat, the Iron Man when he was the reintroduction to Iron Man? Uh, not you talking about the ACDC part? Well, yeah, no, always, no. When, uh, yeah, we kind of mentioned the the scene of him and him and Pepper in the okay Stark Tower. Oh, the, I forgot uh, the part where he's underwater. I didn't mention that, but well, yeah, that's the that's the so because I I lost my place <laughs> in the timeline of this two and a half hour movie. Cause, <laughs> yeah, because I have because after the cap because you have the the Captain American intro where. He learns about the Tesseract and everybody who didn't see the previous movie learns about it. He kind of gets that debrief. Um, and then we get Iron Man kind of flying around because he's Iron Man doing Iron Man stuff. <laughs> um, I do want to say him walking around and have his suit disassemble is very cool. Oh, yes. For all the reasons I have stated in past shows. <laughs> this clickety smart and clanky. Doing smart things. It is yeah. the closest we get to smart people doing smart things. It really is. It, well, no, him <laughs> well, Smart people say a lot of smart things, but we don't actually see a whole lot of it. This is a very good point. This is very true. They say lots of smart words. That's fun. <laughs> and then um, I, I do like um, this kind of small, quiet scene of Pepper and Tony and them connecting. We really haven't seen them really become a, a couple couple since their kiss at the end of Iron Man 2. So I like this. I like the fact they're establishing Stark Tower. It's this source of renewable energy and... So they're establishing all that kind of stuff. I thought it was a pretty sweet little scene. And then, of course, Coulson comes in and just throws a wet blanket on everything. <laughs> which also, is easily my favorite Iron Man scene in the movie. And I think a lot of it is carried from the chemistry between him and Pepper. Yeah. And then yeah. Phil. And of course, Phil, because <laughs> Phil just has to show up like, you know, just like the neighbor <laughs> in like Married with Children. Hey, and then I'm just, sorry. His first name is Agent. <laughs> yeah, that's a good line. No, that was a, funny. Yeah. I mean, it, there there were parts. I mean, some of the humor got me. Some of the humor didn't. Like, for some reason, when you see Captain America's uniform in this movie, it bothered me so much. Like, I oh, did yes. not like his costume in this movie. Compared, I mean, again, the problem is I'm looking at Winter Soldier, Age of Ultron. Mm -hmm. Everything, not Infinity War, because I don't like that look. But everything else, 
like it gets so much better. And in this movie, I'm just like, that costume is doesn't work for me anymore. Yeah, my hair. wife and I, my I wife and I like can talk hair. about that a little bit. I think it's meant to be like a modern take on the old, yeah, old design, and it just feels out of place. It didn't, it didn't do it for me this time. It just felt stupid. Like especially right now, I'm looking at the Age of Ultron costume, and it, I really like that one. It's not that much different, but for some reason. It just looks so much better than the original, the one in the first Avengers movie. It's too 1940s mm-hmm. for me. Definitely. I, I, I likened it too because the next scene is when Colton means Cat with Captain America. And I love how much of a fanboy he is. That really, <laughs> yeah. that really makes me happy. So I tell, if he was designing the costume, he probably would have designed it like a 1940s style, you know, homage to that style. So I, again, I didn't have a problem with it, honestly. I don't remember what they look like and. I'm not as fashion minded, I, I guess, as you two gents. Yeah, I, I really like Winter Soldier a lot, so that plays oh, a part. Yes. I just, I don't know. I, I was surprised. Like these are, I think I was just kind of being nitpicky or something for some reason about this movie. Like I, I, I don't know, but I, like these are just things that were I were going through as I was watching this movie. Yeah, yeah there's you're definitely onto something because I felt the exact same way. I was like, I want to like this. I know I liked this. Why don't I like this now? Yeah, it was really weird. It was it, it was not what I expected going into this movie. I was expecting us to be gushing about this movie for hours. And so far, we've been ragging on this movie for half an hour. So not what I expected. Well, two of us have. <laughs> I, I didn't I didn't realize I'd be the guy like defending the Avengers. I, I didn't did, either. I didn't either. Yeah. <laughs> so, and like, I thought we would just be holding carrier. hands and spinning around the Maypole. <laughs> It'd be great. The helicarrier was still awesome. Like I still like that part where it they is first, great. when they first meet Mark, when they first Captain Hulk first meet, and it starts like it, they're like and like well, we should probably go inside. And he's like, oh great, you're gonna put me in a submarine. And when it starts to rise, oh this is even worse. It's yeah. like again, it makes sense. Like why would you? Because you know, I mean, when they recruit the Hulk, they're not recruiting the Hulk to say they're recruiting Bruce Banner to track the staff with his with his ability to track Gamma with the whole thing. Yeah, and that that whole scene where the with the with the battleship, you know, flying in the air, it's such. I think still think it's very impressive. It still was very very cool to watch a aircraft carrier fly around and then cloak out of nowhere. Um, yeah. Again, but that's the sort of thing that when I was ten, if I wanted my battleship toy <laughs> to fly, I would just go and make it fly, and it was cool then. And damn it, it's cool now. So like, whatever. Yeah, I mean- even Cap nope. was impressed because we got a payoff to a joke set up earlier where Fury bet him ten bucks. That yeah, it's great. Hadn't yeah. seen anything that would surprise him, and then cut to this scene and he pulls out his wallet and hands him ten bucks. Okay. That was still funny because it's Very so good. subtle. It's so it it doesn't doesn't like take away from anything. Like there's a scene shortly after this where you have the idiot playing Galaga, and that I, yeah. okay when I saw it in theaters that was hilarious but now I'm just like that guy, that guy's playing Galaga I'm like this is not necessary uh, yeah I, I agree totally with that agree. I mean yeah, I, I know part of it to foreshadow the end of the movie because they're you know throwing a bomb and killing aliens but it's just I don't know 2020 Mike was like this is not funny anymore I'm like this is just stupid like this is not especially when you see him actually playing Galaga like that wasn't necessary uh-huh. It's funny. You just said that um, it was foreshadowing the end where they had the giant missile to kill the aliens. I think you oversmarted this movie. Because... Well, that's what the Easter egg is saying that I'm reading on the website on screen. Right? I, I, yeah, I, I actually mentioned that to my wife. I said they kind of play Galaga later. They're shooting aliens as they come out of the portal. It's kind of like that. 
I, I, you know what? I think all y'all are giving the movie way too much credit. Oh, absolutely. I, <laughs> I think they just put. I think they just put Galga in there because so people can point and say, "Ooh, I know that thing. I like that thing." And then gives them that little dopamine hit of recognition. I don't think that was planned at all. But yeah, I hey. feel like I read that that was an ad lib line from Robert Downey Jr. And then they filmed the guy playing it like after the fact. OK, that, that, I, that would make sense. Yeah, yeah don't see. quote I me. I could have done without the guy playing it after the fact and just have, you know, Tony Stark just kind of spouting off like it would have worked better for me. Yeah. I don't know. Just for some reason, seeing that guy playing it. 2012 was hilarious. 2020. I'm just like, eh, I don't need this. Yeah, and that and that's actually an excellent um, example of how this movie treats its tone and treats its humor. Because again, like we were saying earlier, it's not well integrated. And again, I laughed. I had some moments of fun, like, "Oh wow, that's very funny," but it didn't fit. So it's kind of like you're watching the movie, and it's a certain tone. And there's a pace, and things are happening, and all of a sudden, Joss Whedon smacks you and says, "Laugh." Okay, <laughs> and you got when you look over at the Galaga guy, and then you know Steve Rogers says, "I get that reference." Laugh. Okay, and I mean, it's just it's like Josh you're getting Whedon. slapped. You're getting but, slapped like, into. Oh wait, I got to laugh now. Okay, great, back in. It's like not in integrated. Buffy, you have a scene where she. She's trying. They're talking about killing a vampire, and she makes like the up and down motion with her hand, and everyone just kind of looks at her like, "What are you doing? Like what?" Because they think she's making a sex reference, and then she pulls out a steak and does a stabby stabby. They're like, "Oh, okay." I mean, it's the same type of humor, it's like where Joss Whedon just slips in stupid things like that, like you were saying, to make you laugh. Yeah. Again, some of it, some of it works, some of it doesn't for me. So, uh, but yeah, that one that was not great. That's just kind of like all right, the bit of a groaner. And again, you have Barton, like Barton's the one that comes up with the plan to how to get the meteor and how to cause a distraction. And again, you see Hawkeye being evil, which in in one thing in the comics, Hawkeye was originally a villain. He starts off with for his first two appearances. Oh, but it it bothered me, like because he's not he's not in control. Like he wasn't doing this to for any reason other than he got touched with the MacGuffin. So now he has to be evil for a few parts. Yeah, I guess. I mean, I guess that's kind of how, you know, I kind of just see it as a puppet on a string sort of thing. Just another arm of Loki, you know, still because Loki ain't that cool. So, yeah. you know, I mean, he had to recruit people, but I would have rather had him like, because uh, most of the people that are with him, they make comments like, oh, S.H.I.E.L.D. has tons of enemies. I was OK with that. It makes sense that you would be able to get people who don't like S.H.I.E.L.D. to work for you. But I just didn't like one of the main Avengers being evil for half the movie. It, it just it still rubs me the wrong way. Interesting. I didn't bother me at all. But again, I don't like him. <laughs> yeah, I don't like Jeremy Renner that much. Like He's a good actor, but I don't really care for him. But it's just, I like Hawkeye, Hawkeye in general. Not this version of Hawkeye as much, but Hawkeye. We do get to see his like collapsible bow, where he like throws it out, thrusts it out, and then the I never got my fucking costume, and I'm still upset about that. I there's not even a Funko Pop of the classic Hawkeye costume. Are I'm so sure? upset about that. I feel like I've seen that before. There's not. I've looked. I've looked online. <laughs> there's one at Classic Vision, which is on my wall right now, underneath my comic, but there is no classic Hawkeye yet. Okay. You have so classic Vision Widow. You have a lot of original uh, costumes of, these, of Marvel characters, but not Hawkeye yet. In a vision, I know this isn't the place, but I have to ask. So in that game, Captain America and the Avengers, why is he all white? Instead well, of let me uh, put my glasses up here. This is after his vision <laughs> dies in the comics at one point, and Avengers West Coast, he ends up, they end up recreating him, and that's why when he comes back, he's all white. 
Interesting. So I always yeah. thought that was odd. I had that first appearance also, by the way. Okay. Actually, it was the other way around because that was the first time I'd seen Vision. So I thought he was Same. supposed to look like that. And I see him as the red, green, yellow. I'm like, what is this? And color then scheme? he eventually <laughs> goes back to the red, green, yellow. And they kind of change the costume up a little bit also later on. But he, he, he does end up going back to it in the comic. Yeah, well, he's currently red, green, yellow now, I want to say. Okay. And during I the white wondered. one, he's having a lot of mental issues, too, because he doesn't he's not the same person that Scarlet Widow fell in love or Scarlet Widow, well, uh, <laughs> Scarlet Witch fell in love with because he's a different person kind of at that time, too. Cool. So enough about Wizard. Yeah, um, but, and this is also when you have the card talk where Colson is trying to get Captain America to sign his cards, which, again, plays such a big part later in this movie to what yeah, it does. The, I mean, I, I still liked it. I had no problem with the fact that the guy is, like you were saying, a fanboyist and he has the cards. Like, no, that to me was amusing. And so the heist was kind of, yeah, I mean, Barton's the one that does the heist. You have all that. Where you, you get to see, you know, Hawkeye being cool where he's shooting people. And that part when Loki walks up and he takes the eye thing and shoves it in the guy's face, that just made me cringe still. Yeah. Like, we're still brutal. Just, the sound of it, like you just hear it turning and him screaming, and Loki's like, do 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 Okay, here we go. Like it is just oh, still one. It's got to be one of the most brutal scenes besides this final injection so far in the MCU. I think. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, guess how I thought about it. You liked it? I went yay! <laughs> yeah. Like so crunching and grinding and squishing. It was it's great. I surprisingly brutal. I mean, again, another one of those things. That's a tone shift that I could see be upsetting to a lot of people. For me, it just made me smile. I'm like, oh, that's right. He's glorping his eyeball. That's great. <laughs> like, so like gross. Stuff, it is so gross. And it's it's gross, but it's effective. It's not just gross for the sake of being disgusting. It's a pretty effective way to get past an eye scanner. Yeah. Y'all yeah. need an eye of someone who's supposed to be there. You it's a very effective. My question is, is where did he get that tool? Because, like, I don't know. Do you just go to the store and get, like, the evil eye removal tool? Where did you... AIM is what I would say. If we were talking about just MC Marvel in general and not MCU, I would say AIM gave it to him. Because AIM is one of S.H.I.E.L.D.'s enemies. AIM shows up in Iron Man 3, sort of, but... Okay. Uh, It's funny. I was like, that's a very specific... You know, Alton Brown, when you're doing Good Eats uh, during the show, he talks about unitaskers. You should never have anything in your kitchen that that just does one thing. That's a bit of a unitasker. I can't imagine what else you could possibly do with the eyeball sucking machine. Huh, I'm glad he had it because it made for a very effective, gross moment. <laughs> you can yeah. use it as a cheap blender, I guess. Maybe. Maybe you can make <laughs> soup. Maybe it's a good emulsifier. I don't know. <laughs> and I did. I had, again, because the World War II buff and me had a big smile when you have Loki when he goes outside and he herds all the people and he's like, Neil! And the old oh, man yeah. gets up like, I've seen people like you before. And again, it's just, I mean, and they are in Germany at the time, too. So it's just like, uh, you, you went for it. Yeah, they really did. Yeah, <laughs> I liked it. Where he's about to kill him and Cap shows up and saves the day. And Yeah, that's fine. It's I, fine. Yeah. That's still, this part didn't bother me. Like, even even the ACDC part when, Iron, when Tony Stark hijacks the thing and starts playing the ACDC song. I was like, eh, I'm okay with this still. I didn't I just, smile as much as I did. I like, just wish yeah. he had better taste in music. I mean, I'm not saying nothing about nothing as ACDC, I guess, but I it's know. okay to say really? stuff against ACDC. I mean, 2012, I think ACDC was really big, like especially with the early Iron Man movies. They liked using ACDC all the time for Iron Man. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. That goes away, though, I feel after Iron Man 3 or this movie. I can't remember, but it was a it was a thing. 
Yeah. ACDC was really big in, at this time, too, for some reason. Even though I'm pretty sure they were done touring and not really. I mean, they were done making music, that's for sure. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe there was like a nostalgia surge going on. I, I don't know. But um, yeah, the whole scene is fine. It's it's fine. I, that whole scene when everyone's kneeling and, of course, you have the one very Jewish man stand up and say, <laughs> no, we've seen men like you before. Um, It's fine. I just again, that seemed a little kind of contrived to me. But again, I it kind of hand wave it a bit. It's. It's the only problem I have with it. It's not really doing anything. It's not developing Loki's character because we know he's evil. Um, I don't like Loki very much in this movie. Uh, I thought I would like him more. I think he has very basic motivations. Essentially, I can't rule Asgard, so I'm going to rule the Earth. Like, I'm just going to pick things to rule. And it, it never seems his motivations always seem very one noted to me. Um and this doesn't do anything to establish his character. This really all sets up is, um, of course, Captain America saving the day and then Iron Man trying to do the same and the beginning of that conflict, which is the real almost point of this movie, because that conflict obviously continues on for a few more. <laughs> yeah. And just like and you having Loki and arrested so easily, he just kind of gives up. I mean, I know it's all part of his plan, but it, it bothered me a little bit this time. Yeah, again, it, it's kind of moving along and that's fine. You know, I. It's moving, moving right along. Let's let's get to the hook, kids. Let's get to the I, I, let's get to the I, playground fights. I still laughed when they're on the scene when they're in the plane and they have the lightning. And I think Tony's like, "What? You don't? You're afraid of lightning?" He's like, "I'm not overly fond of what follows." <laughs> and yeah. I still laugh. Like I was still like, "Yeah, okay, that's still funny." Yeah, because he would know. They wouldn't know about Thor yes. too much yet. Also, I want to mention real quick that uh, ACDC put out an album in 2008, so that would have been lined up right with the first Iron Man, so maybe they were trying to get some publicity going. And, okay. and speaking of, of ACDC, at some point, Axl Rose was the lead vocalist in 2016 for ACDC. Oh, weird. Yeah, that is weird. That nice guy went a little crazy, too. So, for those that don't know, lead singer Guns N' Roses, yeah. which I'm sure yeah. most people know. Yeah, I saw Guns N' Roses at ACL Fest, was it last year or two years ago? They weren't good. No, here we go. You have that's to go my back addition. in time. That's my, a contribution to this part of the conversation. You have to go back in time for them to be good in the eighties. I think. So he. Yeah. They're they're not even the same band anymore because everyone that was in it hate hated him at one point. Now, so. if you want to see a nostalgia act, um, I could recommend The Cure. Robert Smith from The Cure still has it. Still great. Nice. Still good. good man can barely walk, but he still still, can, <laughs> he still, still can do it. So I mean, this is when you have Thor shows up. Like I do like it that they don't know. Who Thor is really? I mean, like Coulson does, Fury does, but Tony and Cap—they're all in, in the. You know, they're not aware. I mean, Black Widow is aware because she worked with Shield. And you have Thor. Cap takes Loki. You know, rips him out of the plane. He's talking to him. You know, yelling at him pretty much. And you can also see a crow flies in the scene, which is supposed to be one of the crows that Odin controls. Huh. And Odin is supposed to be watching. Is kind of what. It wow. Okay. Interesting. Huh. So it, okay. It's really small, but that's you can. I mean, it's, it was hard to see because I had the windows open and light sun shining. And I couldn't really see, but I do know from research and things about this movie that that's what they were going for. Yeah, man. I, I feel, it's, go ahead. Sorry. Uh, I feel like this whole scene is kind of like what you were just saying, Bill, about Loki's motivation. I think this scene is supposed to be the exposition dump that's supposed to justify his motivation for the movie. It's just because he got kicked out of Asgard, so he's going to take something from Thor. And and return, so he's right. going to take over Midgar, Midgard, not Midgar. That's Final Fantasy. <laughs> Final Fantasy Seven. I'm going to uh, start yeah. Final Fantasy Seven remake last night. There you go. I uh, yeah, but the thing is, such a it's such a petulant 
bratty thing, which again, Loki is kind of petulant and bratty, uh, but it just doesn't strike as a, as a great motivation. Like, all right, I, you stole this from me. I'm going to take this from you to A, get back at you and my daddy and to B, have this for myself. I guess it just runs a little weak for me. Um, again, there's no it's also self-serving that I don't really I really can't connect to it from a from a viewer perspective. It's fine. But again, I, I didn't like Loki as much as I thought of. I do like the scene, though. I like when they're together and doing brother stuff and arguing and that dynamic. Um, there's actually a moment where uh, Thor actually has a uh, has a tender moment where he's kind of he's like be- almost begging him, like, please, come on, come home. Yeah. Come home. Just come home. It's okay. We're good. Well, you're in trouble. Daddy ain't happy, but come home. We love you. We miss you. It's like a prodigal son kind of thing. And I, Chris Hensworth does a phenomenal job. Like, I think he's really great in the scene. Again, just pushing and projecting that care and that you're my brother. I, I don't want to do this. Let's just let's go make let's make bygones be bygones and figure it out. Of course, Loki says, nope. And um, all of a sudden, whap. Iron Man comes and just ruins everything. Another, yeah. another clip from Loki where Thor says, listen, listen to me. And then Tony takes him out and he's like, I'm listening. listening. Again, so doesn't fit. it doesn't again, fit. Josh yeah. Whedon. Yeah, that's, it, it doesn't fit. That's not a Loki thing. He spent this entire time kind of going through this Shakespearean exchange. And then all of a sudden it's I'm listening. Yeah, it doesn't fit. But again, for me, for some reason, it's still tickled. I didn't laugh. I didn't like, ha, yeah. ha. Guffaw. It was the better, better of the the bad ones. Yeah, it, it was neat. I got like a little tickle out of it. That's fine. It it bugged me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. This whole like I didn't. I know as like, when I saw this before, I really liked them fighting. I did not like this fight between Cap Thor and Iron Man. It just, I mean, it makes sense that the first time they see each other, they're gonna fight each other. But it didn't really just do it for me. I mean, it had some couple couple of things made me laugh, like the part where he when Thor electrocutes him and his power is like four hundred capacity, and then he shoots it and. The part where he cap tells Thor, put down the hammer. Oh, you shouldn't have said that. He's real fond of his hammer. Like, I'm like, uh. but I mean, I laughed a little, but it just didn't. I wasn't enjoying this part as much as I remember. Yeah, I agree. It's just weird. Yeah, I agree. It's it's uh, again, this is this is the kind of fight where it's who's got the bigger stick. Right. So, you know, Iron Man does his thing and Thor and Thor responds. And then you have, like you said, the, the lightning strike, which and what was actually cool um, for me was seeing how something elemental like that could really cause a problem with his computerized suit. Like, hey, if you can't beat it, overload it. That actually could be a thing, of course. And it's just, again, a, a battle of different, yeah, just bigger sticks. It was fine. Again, I, nothing terribly thrilling, nothing that really got me going, but it was a, it was decent. It was a decent fight. It's fine. We haven't, we haven't asked the important question yet, Mike. Mm. Yes. Thor's face. Is it better in this movie? <laughs> oh, it's fine. It Thor. It's better in this movie. They fixed it. The face is fine. They fixed it. I just it. don't like Cap's costume, but the face is fine. Like, there's less makeup or something. Whatever the hell. Go back and watch Thor. <laughs> you'll see what I mean. Or just Google Thor. I, I'll Google it for you. There's something fucking up with his makeup in the first Thor movie. It's so funny. Oh, God, thank you. Bothers That's going to be the other recurring thing for this. Thor's face Thor's watch. Face. Okay, so what, so <laughs> Like what? Uh, what rating do you give Thor's face in this movie, sir? I I know uh, the first Thor was like six point one. Think he's up to a seven? What do you think? I I don't know what it is. Here I'm gonna. Good. Thank you. Thank you. I forgot that. about that, but <laughs> you weren't wrong. I don't know why. It's just one of those things that makes me upset. But 
that's neither here nor there. <laughs> but I mean, it's just like, and then the whole plan that Loki's whole plan is to get captured didn't really, because I mean, he's just biding time essentially. Yeah, no, it's fine. I'm into that actually. It, it's it's that's very in in his character. Let's there there. Okay, you just sent us a, a picture of four face. All right, that yep, that's today. that's the that's... one from Thor. Okay. Here's the one from the current movie or Visual... the current movie we're talking about, Avengers. Well, he is so. dashing either way. I don't know. I think his face is longer. I don't know. Yeah, it, it, visual, it visual seems bit. Like it's like it's crushed a little bit in the original movie. That's weird. Something's wrong. It's, There's it's something makeup. off. <laughs> it, it, that's not a very good like scene of really showing you how off it is. But it's all I can find at the moment, and I don't want to sit here and look at that many pictures of Chris Unworth to find. Well, I mean, There's time for that later. That's right. In your own private time, sir. <laughs> well, now we're trying to get just... some work done here. I don't know. I, I didn't like how they put they put Thor. I mean, they put Loki in the cage, and I. I mean, and he makes a makes a comment like, oh, "I don't think this cage was made for me." You know, because the, the fact it was made for the Hulk, and they're like, "Made for something bigger and stronger than you." Yeah, but not as conniving. <laughs> you guys didn't count for the conniving part. It's true. Yeah, I like it. I like all this actually. I I like Loki turning the screws and understanding that the best way to defeat this group of superheroes is to just disband them. Just shatter their their uh, just shatter their thoughts and dreams, and it wasn't that hard. Exactly, it's not that hard, and I that's mean, it, yeah. You spend oh, maybe half an hour. They're up here in this in the helicarry where, where stuff is happening, where the movie kind of isn't like in a second act, where you get now you have the team together and they're trying to understand what's happening. You have Stark explaining what Loki's plan was and talking about how you know I don't remember talking about the portal, but talking about an energy source and. Yeah, when they start to distrust, I mean, they already all distrust Fury because he's a spy. You have Stark planting the seed that, hey, maybe you should go um look around this ship and see what's there, Captain. You know, because yeah. he's looking for the Phase Two weapons, and you have Stark hacking the system. You have I do like the banter between Banner and Stark where they're kind of getting along with each other like that. That was kind of cool. I liked that a lot. It was like a kinship, you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah, played no, a I big like the part in the next Avengers movie, but I, I was okay with it because you have two very intelligent individuals. So yes, they're going to get along because they both have that the brain that can keep up with each other. Right. The, the Tony can respect him on an intellectual level, and I think and Banner just wants someone to talk to about his smart things, and I think that really um, that's nice. It's a nice it's a nice moment. It's also really starting to cement. And of course, at this point, we're getting. The very first, well, not the second seeds of uh, Captain America and Iron Man's true issue, which is ideology. They have a difference of a belief system that's completely opposite and cannot work together. It's oil and water. You know, Captain America or you know, Rogers believes in sacrifice and leadership should be um yeah, sacrifice and going for the mission and doing the right thing. And Tony believes that self-preservation should be the main goal. We should just a little more impetuous where Captain America is like a plan. We need a strategy. We need to think it through. And Captain America and Iron Man is, yeah, I'm just going to go and kick some ass. Uh, because that's it, what's worked for him. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. The way I put it to my wife last night is Captain America is lawful good and Tony is – Either chaotic, lawful, lawful chaotic, or neutral chaotic, or whatever. Yeah. Where he's getting <laughs> the job done by whatever means, whatever right. the risk, whatever. Yeah, he's a think on his feet kind of guy, and Captain America is a soldier. He's let's plan our attack, let's plan our movements, let's figure things out, and they're never going to completely be, at least now, um, on the same page because they just have different ideologies. And I think that's actually really good. I think this conflict and this clash. Uh, creates a lot of tension and creates a lot of um, 
opportunity for building and for trusting, even though they end up obviously not <laughs> believing or trusting. Fast forward a few movies, but um, I do like this. And again, the way that these um, arguments start manifest manifesting, thank you. The way these arguments start manifesting is really natural and really shows how just disjointed this team is and full of distrust. And obviously to be a team, you cannot be full of mistrust because that is no good. So, yeah, I think it's really good. I like I like a lot of the scenes with with um, Cap and uh, Iron Man and definitely Banner. I, he's, again, best actor on the screen when he's on. Agreed. And this is at the same point when you have them kind of like everything just kind of happening where you have them talking to each other. You have Cap finds the weapons, you know, you have more distrust happening and it all kind of, you know, Thor and Phil are talking. You just ha- and then you have the part with Loki and Widow where Widow is trying to act all again, using her female charm to act all weak and defenseless. And, and, and Loki kind of falls for it. And he gives them more information than he meant to give them because he's pig headed. He's, you know, he's ignorant of what's happening. And he's like, well, I'm, I already won. So he starts talking. And I mean, yes, I understand what they're going for, but I, it kind of felt like, you know, the villain won. So he now he's telling you his great master plan. Yes. And it doesn't, it only works in Watchmen where he's like, oh, we're, when are you going to do this? I did it 38 minutes ago. What are you talking about? It only works in that. Other than that, it doesn't work for me. Mm-hmm. So it's just one of those things where, I mean, yeah, I, I, I remember liking it at the time. This time I wasn't really into as much, but this is all, it all accumulates in the whole lab argument, which I did like, where you have them start really distrusting each other, insulting each other. I didn't pick up this in the first time I watched it, but I do know, as I, I know more about this whole mo- the series, that it's the staff that is help is helping uh-huh. feed that anger and is making them distrust each other even more. And it's all the staff that's doing, not just them pigheaded being heroes, and it's the it's the staff manipulating their anger and turning yeah. on each other. Spoilers for Age of Ultron, but the staff is actually the Mind Stone, so it's kind of yeah, messing right. with everyone's heads. And like, even the camera kind of pans upside down to show that something's not right here. Yeah, and there's lots of weird angles, like little jaunt. Like, if I remember correctly, there's kind of some jaunty camera angles that are implying that something is kind of off kilter. I didn't catch that, and it's interesting. I I didn't even think about the scepter being a part of it. I like that less. I really do. <laughs> I I I like the idea of these people with just different. All these different people who are thrown together on this flying battleship by this man with one eye who's <laughs> lying to all of them, suddenly looking around and saying, hey, something's not right here, you know, and, and well, trying to argue what to do. The part that shows it, too, in this movie is at the very end of this fight of this fight, their banners getting all angry. And they're like, Banner, put down the staff. And he doesn't even realize he's holding the staff. Like, they keep the camera panned up so you can't yes. even see the staff. And that's also such a key point of kind of showing, like, the staff is controlling them where they don't even realize what they're doing until. That's and that's kind of when they snap in. When they when they see the staff and they look at this and they start to snap and go, wait a second. <laughs> and then you have the explosion because this, during the same time, you have Hawkeye's infil- is been trying to – it's going to infiltrate the helicarrier. And he shoots a right. bomb or shoots an arrow – that hits an engine and blows up the engine. Yeah, I didn't catch that. That's cool. Okay. I mean, yeah, I, I noticed obviously the staff in hand and everyone kind of going, why are you holding that? And even my brain's like, why did you grab that? But um, yeah, it's the staff. I didn't is... catch that. Yeah, that's cool. Okay. Uh, that makes a lot I mean, more sense then. That's also why Loki is banking on them fighting because he has a tool to help manipulate them into distrusting themselves right where they're at. So that's all part of his plan. Okay. Cool. All right. Yeah, cool. Again, it's, and it's very clear he's here for Banner because I'm assuming Banner is kind of like the fulcrum. He's the he's the he's the, he's the 
creature. Yeah, and, he, and he's the bomb inside the he's the bomb, right? Like yeah. they even say as he's running a rampage, which we'll talk about in the aircraft defend scene. Yeah, I mean he's just a wrecking ball, and they even say he's gonna tear the, tear the ship apart. We don't yeah, and stop. speaking like in that part when because the next thing that happens is when Hulk starts to chase after Whittle. Oh, uh, there are two things right before he switches or changes. I didn't notice this, but apparently the sign he falls onto says warning constant under pressure when he starts to change. Oh, nice. Oh, OK, cool. I mean, I it's, again, Joss Whedon being Joss Whedon, but I'm OK with it because it's so subtle. Like I didn't even notice it until this Easter egg thing I'm watching pointed out to me. <laughs> oh, and one other the quick thing and I'll, we'll, we'll move on to the scene where where the you know, basically the, the aircraft scene or sequence, I should say. Did anyone catch the fact when Banner admits to um, ex- attempted suicide? Yeah. Like, whoa. Didn't Thank you. I forgot one. about that. Oh, yeah, I think. I think I mentioned this during the Incredible Hulk episode that that was a deleted scene from that movie where he tries to to shoot himself. God, he pours it as G. It's a PG. Probably should should look that up between that and this. Eh, It's where he says he, you know, I I got so desperate. I put a I put a bullet in my, you know, I shot myself with a bullet, but the other guy spit it out. And it's just it makes sense. I mean, I mean, you really can't kill Hulk by shooting them. Can't really (laughs) kill Hulk in the first place. And it's a part of him. So, yeah, wow. It was really I was intense and it was really touching. Again, beautifully delivered by Mark Ruffalo. Yeah. Yeah, he's so good in this movie. Yeah. Yeah, he is. <laughs> it's, it's it's he doesn't he I couldn't or I forgotten how great he was when he took over Bruce Banner in this movie. And as like when you have the, the chase scene where Hulk's chasing after Black Widow. I mean, again, it feels like it's a horror movie almost into a guy yes. watch horror movies where yep. he's breaking everything. Black Widow just looks terrified and she's running and she doesn't trip like in a normal horror movie, which is nice. Just <laughs> run. And it just I mean, again, like, you know, as you see where their relationship is in the next time you see them together in Age of Ultron, like it, it's it's cool to see this scene where they're not like she and she's visibly damaged after this too. like the couple next parts you see her. She is very messed up after what happens on the cemetery with Hulk and then with Hawkeye. We're going to talk about shortly like she's not okay and i and i kind of like that because you know just with the loki part you see her where she's you know faking it but here i don't she's not faking it like she's you know getting messed up after what after what's happening around her and i i could have done without the whole engine part where you have cap and iron man are trying to get the engine running and you have like where the guys are shooting a cap and he can't get the stupid lever and uh iron man ends up going around in circles getting his head banged all up like yeah i mean i felt like it was kind of played for humor maybe at the time yeah but it definitely didn't. It's like, eh, I mean, I'm like, this is okay. Like, I, I knew it was coming. It was fine. But it, it's still it cool to see Cap jump, like, over this huge gap in the helicarrier and yeah. swat that grenade out of the air. That, that was, was cool. cool. That was very cool. I, I um, With the, the Hulk, I thought it was really good. Um, I That's probably one of my favorite sequences of the whole thing. I think you guys would agree. Um, it's yeah. it, it, it's just really great to see Hulk as this unstoppable force of energy, and and nothing can stop him. Not even like crazy Thor with his you know, with his crazy hammer and. Okay, that that bothered me when he when Which they're is fighting weird. each other. Yeah, go ahead. Um, he I was calls to the hammer. This. The hammer should have just destroyed the ship as it went through everything to get to him, and it just like oh okay we're fine. Bugged me. I think it, it did. It was like sounds of smashing and bashing as it was coming I, over. I think I it just bugged. It did. It just bugged me because I'm like, that would have been really bad. All of a sudden, it's like, I don't know. I'm asking for I'm nitpicking right now. <laughs> it's still, <laughs> it was cool to see uh, Hulk try and pick up Mjolnir and just struggle, kind of set up. Yeah. that whole, You have to be worthy to wield it. And that whole like, fight yeah. is fun. I and mean, it's the first time you see Thor and Hulk ever fight each other, too. And it's a it's I don't like it. Again, because I don't like seeing heroes fight each other, so I'm okay with it in Thor Ragnarok. But in this, it it 
I mean, yes, the scene's cool, and yes, it makes sense. But I was kind of like, eh. Man, I was really not liking this movie. <laughs> yeah, really? Wow, I don't know. What the hell? I, man. Right. Hey, listen, like you know the, what? The two strongest Avengers, so it's still kind of cool to see them, like, match power. No, it was is that cool. uh, Hulk and uh, Thor? Yeah. Okay. They are the strongest Avengers, at least in the MCU, for at the time being. Yeah. That changes later on. But Oh, yeah. yes. We'll get there. <laughs> <laughs> a long time for now. And then you also have like where you have the bridges being attacked. And you have and you get to now you get to see because you got to see Thor, Hulk, everyone doing cool stuff. Now you see Fury doing cool stuff where he's gunning down people. I mean, boring, they're just there uh, boring. Just Samuel Jackson. Just say cool things and look. Awesome. I know I, I could have done without it, but that's yeah. what it felt like. To me. It felt like they were just like everyone else has had a scene. Now we got to give Nick Fury a, team, a scene because back right. when they were advertising this movie in the marketing you had like soda cans or pop cans depending or coke can depending on where you're from what state you're listening to this in that had all the avengers and nick fury was on there too right he's and he's a part avengers. of it i guess I, I never see him as you know obviously i never see him as part of the avengers team he, he's kind of like the the ringleader and he's not it's kind of he like master goofy. splinter and the ninja turtles like you know he's, yeah. master splinter ain't going out there doing any kung fu kicking in the so, marketing, they went for it in this first movie with him being part of the Avengers. Later on, they yeah. go away from it, but I do remember visibly the marketing for this movie having it. Because I actually tried to collect all the cans when this movie came out for like Dr. Pepper and all those type of stuff, and he, he, was, he was on one of the cans. Yeah, as I'm reading my notes, I think Hulk is my favorite part of this whole thing. I The bridge thing is fine. Again, it's just shooting guns at bad guys in black suits. And it's like, all right, well, <laughs> it's not it's not interesting. Bring me back to the unstoppable force of energy who's ripping oh, apart you your spaceship. The... You get the Hulk smash plane part right after this, where the they have a jet shoot Hulk to stop Hulk or something. This is so dumb. It's like, <laughs> so okay, stupid. why is he that close? Like he shows up way. Okay, those guns have range. He goes not that far away from Hulk and starts shooting him, and then is surprised and Hulk jumps on the freaking plane and rips him out of it. Like, come on now, why? And they even say, "Don't get too close." And what does he go and do? He gets too close. He's too close. Yeah. Target angry, target angry. That's, that was it. That's what it is. Oh, yeah. line. Yeah. Oh, the line. Yikes. Oh, Hulk jumps on the plane and tears it apart. Which is cool. Yeah. I like yeah. that. Again, we, he, he doesn't. Uh, I, I adore that. He just ripping apart this plane, doesn't care that it's plummeting, doesn't care. He's plummeting. It's just this anger that's blinding him, and he has a target to destroy. And it's very very cool in a visceral sense but yeah hey dummy didn't you see the other movie they had a sonic cannon <laughs> sonic cannon they you're you're i mean you're, this you're is also their way ain't gonna do anything of getting hulk off the ship because i mean one of the things that you know they're trying to get yes. they're trying to separate the avengers like when he jumps on the plane he never goes back to the helicarrier he just goes down goes below down. and falls forever and then that yeah. shows up a little bit later but i mean that's kind of what they were going for. And then you also have Hawkeye being Hawkeye again, where he shoots an arrow and shuts down all the power in the, in the helicarrier, which is I think why they have to restart the engine now, if I remember correctly, but it was just like, I'm like, okay, like, you know, you see everything falling apart. You see Thor gets tricked, tricked into jumping into the cage because Loki's already out of the cage, but he's doing his normal um, imitation thing. Not imitation. What word do I want? Uh, illusion. 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 Hologram, I guess. There you go. Illusion is better. Illusion. Yeah. I like hologram. It's fine. I like the line. He's like, how many times are you going to fall for that? <laughs> that made me laugh. That was funny. Good. It's just true. He's so you done it. I enjoy. That was one of the ones where I'm like, okay, this is this is funny. Like that. Yeah. that. And then when you have Hawk and Widow fight, I mean, because they, they, and throughout the movie, they do talk about how Hawk and Widow have a, have a history together where they, when Black Widow was evil at one point or working for the Russian army, 
the Russian mm-hmm. military. And Hawkeye was the one that ends up saving her and brings her back and brings her to shield and kind of brings her to the good side in a way. Even though Do they mentioned that before this, I don't remember even mentioning it after they I don't, mentioned I don't at some so. point. I think it was after this when they're kind of just okay. shitty chatting. Oh, yeah, when she's in the room with him. Yeah. So at this point, she's just fighting the bad guy that I don't okay. care about. I think they do mention they knew each other, and she can kind of see how she's like, and they got Barton? Like, she plays the emotion to show there's something more. Like, she's yeah. showing that she cares. Yes, they do. They do that. They yes. don't outright say it, but it's definitely showing that they have history in some right. form. And Which... I, I did like the fight. I did like that she kicks his ass after a little bit, but she takes, she punches him right in the face. That was great. Like, I'm like, okay. I just love Scarlett Johansson and anything. You know, it's just, <laughs> I, They're right. It just, she's, she's awesome. She's, she's a very good actress and she's very good in this. Um, yeah, it's a good fight. I, I do like um, the dynamic of there are real people on this ship. That can that can only do real people things like yeah, real people fighting. They can't yeah they can't throw rocks and take off the wing of a plane and then hurl it at each other. So it's a nice change of pace where it is lower stakes and lower I'll say lower stakes but definitely lower action or less action. But it's a it's a well choreographed. They the they they it's again got a lot of agility and it's. It pits, you know, I guess, skill set against skill set. It's just cool to see just people fighting as opposed to, again, these these giant mythic creatures and, and figures uh, battling. So and that's and it's it's nice. It was a nice little change of pace. And it was, again, well choreographed and good. It was a good, good moment. And then, of course, uh, Hawkeye gets clunked on the head. And that made me happy because he lost. <laughs> it's, it's, uh, which, how does she put it? Cognitive recalibration. That was yeah. It. yeah, cognitive recalibration. Yeah. I hit you in the head really hard. <laughs> And then you also have like during this whole part when Thor gets tricked into the into the container, Hulk's cell, you have where Coulson gets stabbed and then Thor goes flying because he hits the button. He's like, OK, and I, I like that part where you see Thor just falling in this through the air and he's having a harder time because he's inside this cage and he's trying to get his hammer to break out like that. I, I like that. Completely OK with that part. And I forgot, like, I remember that Coulson got stabbed. But I forgot how long it takes for him to die in this movie. Yeah, he gets stabbed. You have then you have Loki gets shot by the the cannon. He has enough time to say, "Oh, so that's what this does." Like you have all that with the with the destroyer gun. I think you even have then you have Coulson, uh, then you even have Nick Fury shows up and talks to him. I'm like, man, this takes a long time for him to die. I thought it was quicker than that. Again, spoiler alert: he's not dead. <laughs> but yeah, it doesn't matter. I was going to ask about up. that. Did you watch far enough in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. to figure out what happened? Yeah, I watched like how, the first two seasons. How so he came back? Yes. <laughs> My problem with that, though, is that he never shows up in another MCU movie ever again. Yeah, because he's, he's just meant to be written off as dead, I guess. And it bothered me because, it again, it starts to show you, like, when they when they did these Avenger movies, they talked about how they were going to do another universe, like, not universe, but, you know, more connected universe with the S.H.I.E.L.D. show interacting with the movies, and it kind of doesn't the first couple, first season or two, but then they, it's the fact that they never, like, even had, like, even in Endgame or something, there is no Coulson. He never shows up again, and I'm like, mm-hmm. that is such a missed, missed chance of something they could have done, and it kind of bugs me that it's never, like, he's only in this movie to die to help bring them together and and that's and that's his whole purpose yeah I, I, and it's interesting this might be a bit of a sidebar but when it comes to the tv stuff tv is so much harder because you don't know how many shows you have right because you're dependent on people on networks or streaming services picking you up 
So you may say, all right, well, we're going to have two seasons to do this. And all of a sudden, Netflix picks you up for another two. And you're like, huh, OK, hmm. yeah, but they, <laughs> what are we going to do with this then? You know, they should and, have brought the actors from the show, like in cameo roles in the movie here and there or something or mention them. Yeah. They don't they don't mention S.H.I.E.L.D. ever again after Winter Soldier. At least maybe they do, but I've been a while. But they don't like they don't reference what's happening on the show at all. Which there could have been little lines to saying like this is happening or have someone say, OK, thanks, Fitz, or something very simple to show. Yes, they're still talking to them without to connect them. They don't do anything like that. That's fair. That's they just, fair. And they were supposed to. I think they. I think something happened with the rights or with communication to why it didn't happen that way. But it, it, that was the whole pitch when they first announced the show. Huh. Which comes right after comes after this movie. Sounds like it would have been a lot better. The yeah. show. I mean, Nick Fury's in the first episode of Shield. He's in a couple, or Samuel Jackson is. Like they have people show up. Maria Hill, Colby Smothers shows up in that show. Like they they were bringing in a few people here and there. Then they just stopped. I think I stopped watching. So maybe I'm wrong. But anyway, um, this is also when you have like the whole the bloody cards where you have the so Hulk is gone. Thor's gone. Black Widow is with Hawkeye and they're both kind of frazzled. And Cap and Tony are sitting in this room. And that's when Nick Fury came and he, he takes out the cards. And he throws the cards on the desk that are all bloody now. And he's like, you wouldn't even sign them. You didn't even care. And this is what the whole thing that unites them by Coulson dying is what helps them become a team. And I'm OK with that. Like, I, you know, this is when the movie starts to enter its third act. Like, I completely can buy them getting completely broken and destroyed before they can join together. And I think this is the same point when you have, they find out about the, about what the real, they figure out what Loki's real plan was. I think there's something about, he's so vain about putting his name, you know, wanting it to be out. He's like, Oh, name on a tower. And then it, it clicks where he's at <laughs> the Stark tower. Yeah. I, it's, I think it's very effective. It's, it's, this is kind of like, I call this the, sa- the saggy middle of the movie. Um, <laughs> it's the down point. But it's still a little saggy. It's, it kind of just paces down. Um, I think again we have and coming up we have the scene between Hawkeye and, and uh, Black Widow, which that's I think it kind of the, contributes to that soggy middle. But this is the downer, and this is the moment I think where the the team realizes there's there's not just about us. You know, Captain America has a purpose. Um, you know, uh, Tony Stark knows Coulson. He's known him for years now at this point, so he's gonna be affected by this. Um, and they realize that there's a larger thing that they need to come together, even if they don't like each other, which, again, Tony and uh, Captain America are still not going to like each other. Like that's that's not going to happen. But um, never going to change. Yeah, no, this is this is just it. Sometimes you need a catalyst, right? You need a reason or a person to fight for. And, um, you know, Coulson's a good one to it because Coulson's awesome. I was yeah. bummed. It's like, ah, I forgot he dies in this. He catches that spear, and I'm like, oh, that's right. He didn't get to shoot his big-ass gun. That sucks. But he does. But he does. That's right. He does actually get a chance to shoot his big, his big old gun. It doesn't do anything. <laughs> and I mean, it, it knocks him out, knocks Thor kind of out, but it's, it, it, was, it wasn't necessary. And I do like how you have a couple parts while you have them talking about the Avenger initiative, and this is when they finally go over the, what his plan was all along. You have a part where Thor is standing down by his hammer on ground and like he looks like he can't pick it up for a second. And this is also when all of a sudden he gets the armor, like his whole suit changes, too, which was a little weird. Like he gets the armor braces that or arm braces that he didn't have this entire movie yet for some reason. Huh. I, I don't know why, but they all of a sudden come it on. Is- and I'm like, yeah, it's a lightning. He grabs the hammer and then you have Bruce naked in a warehouse. And this is also kind of part where you have a security guard who finds who finds Bruce and he's all naked. And he was like, you know, oh, you fell. You aim for this building. He, you know, it was kind of certain scene where the Hulk is kind of caring not to kill people, not to just 
hurt people that that don't need to be hurt, which is kind of a you know the you know idea where it starts to get Bruce to be okay with being Hulk. And the janitor who talks to him is also the guy from Alien that's the first to encounter the alien in the movie Aliens. Oh, yep. So I thought he was someone that. We should know, but I couldn't remember. Yeah, I mean, that's because he makes that comment. Oh, so you're an alien. It's like, I mean, that's you know, oh. the joke of it, oh, that he okay. was killed wah, by an alien. Wah, wah, wah. Okay. <laughs> that guy's been a character actor forever. I, I recognize him from something, but yeah, I he's do. a working actor. Yeah. And he this is also when you have Hulk, reco- or Hulk, <laughs> uh, Hawkeye recovering with, you know, Black Widow, and like he's still chained up at first. Like, I mean, I thought some, I thought it'd be a little bit more. I, I could have swore there was something else that like, woke him up but it's just him fighting with what happened like i mean that was kind of cool like you have both of them all all beat up and trying to face with what just happened and then i do like it when cap's like all right time to suit up you know because they're getting ready to take the fight to loki finally stop fighting themselves just to back up a sec that bit of thor where he goes to grab the hammer and he like hesitates i like that moment because he's it's like he's afraid he's not going to be worthy anymore yes good good. very good and then you know during the suit up is when he picks it up and the lightning and all that and everyone looks awesome <laughs> yeah and then it's yeah and then it's pure awesomeness that again the hawkeye and black widow scene definitely saggy for me it definitely just kind of sits there mopey again yeah. black widow i would the only the best part about that scene for me was she's clearly rattled by what loki did um she plays it off in front of him like oh i just baited you into doing what i want but it actually did catch her um those memories of whatever her past is it definitely shows, but golly, man, just Hawkeye's no good. He's not good. <laughs> what you, you've just been under control from a space demon for the last how many days? And the only thing you can say is, what's our next play? What do you mean, what's our next play? Give, give me something. I kill. Don't forget that part. Yeah. Uh, how many agents? Don't even worry about it. No, worry about it. Wrestle with it. Do something. Emote. Make a face. Arr, I don't yes. like him at all. The most, interesting, the most interesting thing that happens to Hawkeye in his entire MCU, as I remember, is the beginning of Endgame. That is the most interesting thing. Uh, Other than that, yeah, after, you know, yeah, I'm like, yeah, not, not trying to spoil it. People haven't seen it. it. I'm trying to spoil it. Yes. Not good. Don't like if him. You were, if that wasn't spoiled, then you must have not walked inside a Walmart for the last two years then or something. Oh, yeah, fair, <laughs> yeah, fair point. I mean, not much of a spoiler by saying he's he becomes Ronan because by me saying that, some people go, "What the fuck?" So it's okay. Okay, fair enough. Ronan's the name of the character that he when he when he beca- when he's like that. We'll get there. Yeah, we'll get there later. We will. Get- <laughs> I mean, I I like it when they suit up. I like it how. I mean, again, it was kind of weird to me. Like, why would you go and tell Hawkeye who you just got done fighting? Oh, yeah, now you're good. You got punched in the face. All right, suit up. Let's go. Like, I think I'd be like, no, you stay in that cell there, buddy. We're gonna wait a little longer. Yeah, well, you don't they, they have to. the. That little moment of like Cap looking at Natasha, like, is he really ready? And she kind of nods. Yeah. It's like, okay, you got a suit. Suit up. Yeah. I mean, and I, I, I remember really liking the next scene where you have where Loki is on top of the Stark Tower. You have Iron Man shows up. You know, he's kind of st- buying time. Like, oh, do you want a drink? Like, he's just trying to kill time to get his new armor set ready to, to save him. And. I mean, you have that whole scene where it's like, I have an army. We have a Hulk or something. You pissed off every one of them. Like that whole, I remember it really amusing me at the time, but it, it didn't, it didn't amuse me much this time. Yeah, like it's fine up until the point where Loki tries to use the scepter on him and it hits the, oh. the reactor. It's like, oh, performance issues. One in five men. Like, oh, and he does it on. twice. And it doesn't yeah, work. That's true. It was a good point. He's like, huh, let me try it again. 
you think I... you just would have touched a different spot or it would have worked the second time. I mean, it was just to me, it was stupid. Like, yes, it could be bought into like how ignorant and how, you know, full of himself Loki is. He doesn't think he can be defeated by a, a mere mortal because like you have the part where he, he talked way earlier in the movie where he talks about does an ant have a quarrel with a boot comparing, you know, humans yeah. to Asgardians. So, yeah. yeah. But it's still, it was still, it just, it wasn't funny to me in 2020. I almost wonder, and again, I think I'm giving the movie too much credit. Like, if it's supposed to reference a previous scene where Tony and Banner are talking, talking about how the arc reactor is basically saving his life, and he's saying that the Hulk yeah. transformation saved Banner. I wonder if this is another moment of the reactor is there for a reason. Again, I think I'm giving the movie too much credit. No, I think that's fair. I I, I agree, but um, that's actually a, a good parallel because my thing is how would how would um how would Tony know what that scepter does? Like he's never seen Loki, you know, hit you know transform people into zombies with it. I like that scene though. I don't know. Maybe I'm dumb. I I I like that scene. I think the the speech he gives is really clever and and well paced. It's you know Loki's doing the villain thing where he's just gonna snarl and and gloat. Yeah. Um, because of his ego is going to allow him to do that and just kind of gloat like, I have you all defeated. And um, even that little bit where he kind of tries to tries to transform him with his super scepter, it is dumb. Like he could have just aimed five inches higher. <laughs> Probably would have worked. Um, but that, he, had, he aimed, for the, aimed for the glowy thing. And I guess that makes sense. I, that's a good point. It's supposed to mirror, obviously, when he turns Hawkeye and, and uh, Alexander Skarsgård or whatever his name is. And, and then just mirroring, obviously, just framing mirrors it. Uh but I like it. I like that. I, again, it's I get more clickety clank as uh, as uh, Tony falls out. The, is he pushed out the window or is he get He's thrown uh, out the window? Lo yeah, Loki throws him out. Throws him out the window. He falls. He puts on the Mark two, three, seven. seven? Okay, I was gonna, <laughs> I was gonna, I was gonna count up to ten, which is just a backpack and um, yeah, lots the... of clickety clankety construction stuff. Lots of Legos. It's just it's so, so weird seeing that. Armor. Like sure. when you look at where we're at now in the in, in the like end game, and then like it is such a weird where it go where it goes from here. Yeah, so weird no, now. it's 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 good. I think that all of that is really good. It's also telling us the audience that the Avengers are together. They're now united. You and and we're now going to have this epic forty-five minute. How many pages yeah. are there in my notebook? Are five five page. Well, this is battle. when the portal opens up. You have people running all running away for their lives, and yes, the Chitauri start come flooding in through the portal on like look like speeder bikes for some reason. Yeah, and they look very <laughs> Egyptian to me. I don't know why I got a very Egyptian zombie feel from the Chitauri yeah, in this movie. I can see that. I had a hard time seeing him because they go so fast. I, I couldn't yeah. even catch up with them in my brain. The only thing I liked were the giant uh, space slugs, which were which were very slugs. cool. The giant whale things that were like that were swimming. No, I'm trying to figure out where you got slugs from. That's all. That's what I'm. Oh, I I was trying to think honestly. I was trying to think the same thing. I'm like, why am I writing space slugs? <laughs> I mean, I was like, slugs. I know what you're talking that's about. Why I kept but I'm calling like, them. Why are you calling them slugs? Like, am I missing a reference or something? No, no like, you're I... not. You're just visiting my brain, which isn't well. <laughs> it's, I, it's not no, as good as I... the Jurassic Park ending of the end of Hall. <laughs> <laughs> Still a mystery. <laughs> I still don't know, and I'm not going to re-rent the movie to find out, so that's going to be lost to time. Yeah, that was one of my birthday. I kept writing down space slugs, and I'm like, they don't look like slugs, Bill. Why are you writing this? Yeah, uh, I, they look like giant dragons with armor on and troops. Yeah. Like, I, I like them. I mean, they're cool. They're they're cool eye candy to see, and they give an army for the Avengers to fight and murder. I mean, you have a bunch are. of 
It's video game. A bunch butter. of shit happens in this that like you have Thor and Loki are fighting. The like, Quinjet gets shot down by somebody. Thor gets stabbed in the beginning part of this fight. Like it's just which I I could have done without. I do like the part when Cap is end up he tells the cops to do something. They're like, why should we listen to you? <laughs> and then he ends up punching a couple Chichari and knocks them out. They're like, all right, do this, do this, do this. Very like, good. That, I, I like the fact also that it's showing like officers being heroes and it's showing that with the yeah. other people, the regular people are doing in this in this chaos like that. I like that type of stuff. I agree with that. I, the way I had it framed out, there's basically two halves to this. There's the before Bruce Banner nonchalantly saunters up like, hey, what are y'all, what are y'all doing? <laughs> hey, guys, which is, is basically almost like Guatemala, but not quite as bad. He just yeah, maybe that's back. how he got to America was that moped. Maybe. <laughs> you know, I, I, I was okay with it because I can think of it. Maybe he's not that far away from where he crashed. I saw what I that's kind of where, where I chalked it up to. I yes. mean, it's not like he came from Guatemala and then 24 <laughs> days later he was in America. Okay, that's so a like little different. Miles. Yeah, well, not I mentioned I mean, borders. They don't just let you cross the border. <laughs> I mean, especially you go at the border like, help me, sir. I'm intelligent. Get the fuck back to the line, buddy. You ain't coming across. Like, they're not going to just let you cross it. And if you cross the border through Mexico to America through the desert, I mean, it's, it's it. You need water. You need supplies. Like he's. Um, keep going, please. Stop me. <laughs> no, that's uh, fine. I, no, there's basically for, for the pre the pre Bruce Banner walking up. There's four four things going on. You have Iron Man, who's basically kind of providing diversions and kind of taking on kind of basically support for uh, Black Widow and for Hawkeye, who are kind of you know Hawkeye of course is doing his arrows thing and which is very cool. And they're also taking care of a lot of the stuff on the ground, fighting bad guys. Uh, that sort of thing. They save a bunch of kids in a bus because the number one rule. Well, there's two rules in filmmaking. Number one is you can't kill kids, can't kill kids in movie, and you can't kill dogs. And if you're going to pick between the two, kill a kid because killing an animal in a movie, you better have a damn good reason <laughs> because that John no, Wick, I'm not yeah. kidding. <laughs> we have well, unless you're John Wick. or um, or the lobster or something, you know, that's kind of a higher art thing. Um, so they save a bunch of kids, which is pretty cool. They're doing their hand-to-hand combat with their armor monsters. I didn't know the name of them, so I called them armor monsters. Um, it's cool because they're just regular people. Meanwhile, you have Thor and Loki um, doing some hand-to-hand stuff. Um, and Thor, through all that, still tries to appeal to him, which, again, I really think is great. Um, still appealing to him, still saying, brother, we don't have to do this. Like, this is not the way to to rule somebody um a very neat moment is also when uh loki stabs him kind of gets close and gives him that stab that is very shakespearean that is a very loki as guardian thing to do and i really dug it uh, <laughs> when i saw again. the scene i thought of you and shakespeare i'm like yep he's gonna make a comment about this <laughs> forsooth forsooth and then finally you have captain america this is this is the moment where he becomes the leader of the avengers this is it because he steps into the role, he's directing, and there's a moment right after Banner shows up. He's telling this person to go this way. He's again directing the cops, like you said. He's he's getting people to safety. He's just the hero. He you is an archetypical hero and a leader, and it's very cool. I want to mention first you get the Hulk punch where the Hulk is like, I'm always angry, and punches that slug in quotation <laughs> in the face and, and then you have that real famous scene of the circle avengers where they're all standing in the circle and then the camera yes. just pans around them mm-hmm. which was not as cool as i remember it happening we call that trailer bait yeah, yeah i mean they do it in age ultron too but this one's uh, still better and they play the song and everything like really just hammer it home it's it's that, the hero turn 
that score is still fantastic though like every time it plays i was like yeah yes it is pretty iconic and you're right i did forget about hulk going on his smashing spree because then he shows up and they're like i I think uh captain america says uh do you want to wake him up or bring him out oh yeah hulk smash and then he just goes full hulk and i at the time i'm like god that, that runs antithesis to the character because i thought he couldn't control it but maybe since like you said uh michael that he was able to steer himself away from you know a populated area into like a you know a farm well, or also, something in this part Doing... he wasn't transformed out of anger he was transformed by choice with a goal to stop these aliens and to crush something right. so then hulk has more usually when hulk is transformed because somebody's trying to kill him or he's being provoked so then he attacks mm-hmm. what's provoking him in this case He's attacking something else because nothing's yeah. exactly provoking him. Typically, it's a reaction. This time, it's more like he's like a choice. Yeah, yeah. And I guess he's from, always angry. That's interesting. That's kind of where yeah, that's where I landed. Was like, well, I guess he's always angry, but that's he. He said it. He goes, "I'm always angry." Shouldn't so, he always be changing then? Like, I don't know. I don't know. Well, I would say it's it's kind of like um, he's always angry implies to me that he instead of getting himself to a hulk mode he's gonna let down the defenses and let hulk come out that's how i got it yeah he's always fighting against it right exactly he's always got his guard up against it and he's like i'll just let the guard down now and and allow myself to become this creature that still has a little bit of agency and like you said michael has a goal has enemies to attack it's not just random things so that helps focus hulk is when you have him just you give him a mission to go do something like that, like just go crush these things. You know, that's no problem. That's kind of how Hulk is. So it it worked for me. And in my notes, I just have fighting was a note because you just have tons of action scenes happening that most don't need to be referenced. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is there any ones that you guys kind of because after Hulk transforms, I mean the main, the biggest scene. Well, the biggest scene we have to talk about, of course, is Hulk and Loki, which is um, the, the <laughs> celebrated scene of this movie. Most people, when they think of the Avengers, honestly, probably think of this. Um, and this is, where, of course, when Hulk confronts Loki, confronts Loki. Loki starts going into one of his Shakespearean drama monologues and Hulk grabs him and smashes him like um, Donatello from the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Turtles in Time game. That is really good. Essentially, that's what that is, which is glorious. And it's a great movie. It's a great movie. It's a great scene. The CG doesn't quite hold up. And there's a few holes in the CG in this movie. You can definitely tell it's eight years old. Yeah. I mean, it, there wasn't anything on the level of Cap riding in the car in First Avenger. But... <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Puny head Cap, no. <laughs> oh, a couple of quick, like, one scene that happened, like, you have where Whittle ends up getting the ride where she, like, jumps onto one of the one of the motorcycle thingies in the air and ends up, like, stabbing the guy to control him. Like, that was a little weird to me. And I, I didn't catch this in the first time I watched the movie. She also has shocker things in her fist. Like, it's much more obvious in the second movie or Age of Ultron, but this yeah. movie, she when she punched people, she's shocking them, too, to kind of help. Yeah, the Widow's really Kiss a lot. is what they call it, I think. What is it? Oh. Widow's Kiss. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, I think it pops up in a lot of the, the games that she's played. Oh, I think played. you're right. I just didn't know. Well, but it, so so in, in this in this whole also section... Also a drink, oh, go ahead, by sorry, the way. Yes. Widow's Kiss is also a alcohol be- alcoholic <laughs> beverage. Keep going, sorry. Well, then. Important information. Yes, in case you're, in case you're thirsty as you listen to the show. So what do you guys think of the actual action itself? Like this is a 30 minute, I didn't clock it, but it's like a half an hour action scene um, from the beginning when they first turn on the space laser. By the way, one of the first, uh, the, one of the first space lasers in the MCU, there's a lot yeah. of them. We're the always fighting. Space. The blue beam into space. We're always trying <laughs> to fight. 
a blue beam into space. But which way were you guys uh, tired? Were you, were you engaged at all? Was it kind of like, let's get this thing over with? Where were we at? Uh, like, I felt like this was the best part of the movie. And I, it's maybe it's just because it's when the Avengers are finally the Avengers and living up to that title where everyone's just kind of kicking ass their own way. And I do want to point out, I caught it when you were kind of running down the events of the first half of the fight. You said something Hawkeye did was cool. I just want to let you know that. I don't know if you caught it. <laughs> <laughs> he does a few decent things. And that's kind of one of the big themes for me is everyone gets a chance. Everyone gets their moment to do something good or do something cool. Um, Hawkeye, it's it's cool. To, capable people are fun to watch. And he's <laughs> obviously a very good archer. And, you know, he has all these cool arrow toys that are perfectly yeah. matched for the situation that he happens to be in because the writers know that. The writers are like, nobody knows what's really in that quiver. We can put anything we want in there is there a problem with the scene bah, let hawkeye shoot an arrow at it it'll be fine <laughs> we'll figure it out and blow up it's good i think his high points are when he no looks shoots the shatara guy flying behind him and then when loki's riding by and he shoots the arrow and loki catches it and then it explodes that's good yeah that's, that's pretty good. awesome very good yeah and like the whole like you have I mean, my wife had made this count we we're watching the movie she's like he she's like he better run out of arrows I'm like yeah it doesn't because he, he actually does running. run out of arrows mm-hmm. which he was getting annoyed at that yeah <laughs> that's fair that's, right what do you get this bottomless pit come on now and then you also have a part where which I remember laughing a lot more when I was when I saw this movie back in the day where Hulk like Hulk and Thor are fighting together in one scene and at the end of it Hulk just punches Thor he goes flying and I vividly remember in theater when I saw this. Everybody started Everyone. laughing. Yeah. Well, like when I like, watched it in 2020, I did not laugh. I went, oh, I knew it was coming. So maybe that played a part. And I'm like, oh, yeah, okay, he's going to punch him. Be. Oh, there we go. It yeah, just seems so unnecessary. Like, it's just to show the Hulk is like the the bad boy of the group or whatever. They just, I don't know. I didn't need it. Yeah, yeah very, very unnecessary. I agree with that. And then throughout the fighting, because I mean, pretty much one thing I also like is they're kind of losing. Like they're not really, they're not getting to the portal. They're not stopping these no. these Chachari from invading. And this is when you have the council that I kind of mentioned earlier, who ends up saying, "Okay, we're gonna nuke, we're gonna nuke Manhattan. That's how we're gonna fix this problem." Which it makes sense. I mean, you have a governing body like that to be like, "Yeah, just nuke them, blow everything up. That, that'll solve our problem because that works." We get the best quip, the best line in the movie. Yep, <laughs> is the council saying that they have made a decision, and Fury says. I recognize that the council has made a decision. The fact that it's a stupid ass decision, I've elected to ignore it. <laughs> Best one. <laughs> that is uh, that, that does that does have a lot of snakes on the plane energy to it, doesn't it? Yeah, it's good. Yeah, my, I'm probably motherfucking new to my motherfucking plane. Yeah, <laughs> it's a good it, one. I love it. I, I do like it when he runs out onto the deck and shoots the shoots I the know. Jet down with a with a with a freaking RPG. Like I'm like, and then you see another guy. one fly off. Yeah. He killed that guy. Oh, yeah. Or, you know, that guy did. And then, I like it that it's all for nothing because another plane just leaves right after that and with a nuke instead. Like he shot the wrong plane or something. And he starts firing his nine <laughs> millimeter at it. Like, hey. That was stupid. Did. Like he doesn't, he doesn't fire. He pulls it out and he's about yeah. to fire it. Oh, he doesn't even shoot it. No, but it is stupid. That is stupid. Uh, yeah, it's like, only, well, let me pull out my sidearm. The only tool you have is a hammer. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. It's just like, I mean, I understand what they're going for, but it's it just like, I'm like, uh, I don't know. Maybe I was just, I was not in the right mood when I watched this movie. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's all right. I'm interested. This is interesting. I, to, before we get to that, I, I will just comment on the 30-minute action scene. It did wear me down after a while. I think yes. they do a really good job of changing up the locations though or i think having captain america in that bank oh that's my highlight of the fight yeah it's it is 
phenomenal and it's and not only is it well executed it's different than the outside flying around um manhattan you know destroying buildings and which still kind of just gives me i don't say weird it makes me feel weird when i see manhattan i used to live in new york so so i lived in manhattan for about four years i so it's still weird for me to like envision people smashing into buildings and buildings falling and it's not real. it's, it's kind of sort of a 9-11 thing like i was in because i grew up in new jersey and like 20 minutes from new york so i remember that when all that happened and i wasn't there so trust me i'm not trying to misappropriate poor me who's in the middle of the rubble but i do it's just an interesting thing when i see you know again giant space slugs destroying buildings and knocking out windows and stuff but after a while those buildings look the same Okay, we got more buildings to crush and more buildings to smash. And then you go into this bank and you have this tight action sequence, which is extremely effective, saving the day, really well done. Um, So I think they do enough variety. It didn't tire me out. I thought it was actually quite good, entertaining. And it had, again, it has has lots of pretty neat moments in here as well. Um, Just explosions get tiring. After three mid explosions, you're like, I don't need any more explosions. <laughs> Some, no, yeah, so. too much. It's not Michael Bay. Yeah, and it, and it doesn't end with a giant explosion, which is nice. Well, I guess it does. <laughs> I guess it kind of does. Yeah, it kind of does, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, I guess it's the only biggest big nuclear one, I guess, huh? <laughs> well, within space, though, you didn't even hear it. It's fine. It's just kind of sometimes the bombast gets overwhelming and just exhausting. I mean, that. I remember that Ultron part... being a lot of that. I remember Ultron having mm. a lot mm. of exhausting mm. battles. You guys are making Stop. me so nervous to go back. Oh, it ain't gonna be pretty, Mike. I, could, I watched Age of Ultron when I got Disney Plus because I hadn't seen it in so, since it came out. Oh, no. It's not gonna be pretty. I might right. watch it after we finish recording this just so I can <laughs> no, prepare myself. You need to wait. We want you to go in completely excited oh, like you are right yes. now, so when you so you have no idea what's coming. Just giddy <laughs> for the adventure ahead. It's just ah like how I came wait. into this movie, so excited to watch it and go, wait a second. It's just like Operation Raccoon City. I don't want to rewatch this. Let yeah. me go back. Yeah, thanks for that, by the way. Well, for welcome. those who don't know, go back and listen to that episode of Game Song Long Found. Uh, 37? I don't remember. Somewhere in there. Yeah, thirty. Yeah, somewhere in there. Somewhere in the 30s. It's, it's sad how many of those are in my memory. Like, I can kind of almost base what numbers they are. I feel like I'm the, the original when I used to play original Pokemon. I go, yeah, that's number 10. Or that's number 112. <laughs> like, I used to be able to do that. Not anymore. But, okay, so... Like when the whole part when you have when they launch the nuke and Tony realizes that they have to get this nuke and raise it up into the black hole to stop the to stop the Chachari, I'm okay with that. It is a very touching scene where he tries to call Pepper Potts and nobody answers because mm-hmm. she's busy watching TV and watching what's happening. Like we're watching the Dark Knight movie where everyone has to watch the TV. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> they do that constantly in that movie for some reason, but it, it it's very touching. Like it makes you think maybe he's not going to come out of this alive. Maybe this is going to be the end of Tony. I mean. Again, if not spoiler alert, but you you don't know that going into this movie. Like he when he flies that nuke up, he doesn't know he's going to come out of this or not. And it's a very touching scene to where he's really sacrificing himself for the greater good, which is not, I guess, something he kind of does, but it, he really does it in this part. And it is badass. He flies a nuke in there. He ends up losing power, falls out of the portal. You have Scarlett Johansson character Black Widow, who ends up is on top of the building, talks to Eric Selvig, who has been manipulated all this time. But he put a he put a fail, fail safe into the generator where he where by taking the staff, she's able to stab the generator and turn it off. Right. And it, it's it's cool. Like it, it's a very touching scene where he's falling through the air and they're shutting the generator down and the nuke goes off and destroys the Jatari. But somehow Thanos is just fine. And it, it's very badass. So you're saying, okay, so 
Yeah, so as far as that whole sequence goes, when they launch a nuke, launching a nuke is stupid. It's a stupid idea made by stupid people. It's, a, it's a stupid. Why would you do that? It makes no sense. Um, I think I agree with you. I yeah, I I agree that it's it's a very touching moment when Tony finally decides. You know what? I'm gonna be selfless. I'm gonna be a hero and truly sacrifice myself. And I think this is a moment too where Captain America realizes there's a piece of heroism in Tony that he can at least be okay with. And again, we'll see as the movies go on, but, you know, that doesn't become the case. But um, I really think that's a moment when Tony turns a corner and truly kind of separates a bit from his egotistical side. He's He's been working up to this over the over the course of the, the last uh, few movies, and this is a nice culmination of it. I forgot about this completely. And they shoot the nuke, I'm like, how did they get rid of the nuke? And then I see the space portal. I'm like, ah, space portal. Gotcha. Great. Yeah, it's it's a very effective and it's very tense, even though, of course, I know Iron Man's going to be fine. I still found myself tense like, oh, OK, this is wow. All right. This is this is something else. This is going to happen. And uh, hooray, hooray. He comes back down. He crashes to Earth. Um, I think he wakes up when Hulk yells at him, I think. Yeah. Is that what happens? Yeah. Okay, everyone's kind of standing over him and. uh He's not breathing. Then Hulk just yells and he snaps out of it. Okay. Interesting. Okay. So that and then he survived. Miss- he talks about shawarma and then uh, no. we we <laughs> everyone just. <laughs> I don't mind. I You know what's funny? I, you know this is this is what it is. And I should probably save this for the afterthoughts. I will save this for the afterthoughts. I'm going to write them down. <laughs> but yeah, I think and- that's a very effective end. Um, it closes the space portal and we get to the aftermath. We have like, and the way they capture Loki, like I'm, it's another cool scene. I mean, again, it's a, it's a cinematic, you know, advertising scene kind of in a way where they're all standing together. Hawkeye's pointing the arrow right at his face, and I was like, Hawkeye would have just let that arrow go at this point. <laughs> he does have that great line earlier of when they're going to battle, and he's like, "Well, I guess if I put an arrow through Loki's eye socket, I'd sleep better at night." Yeah, <laughs> I like that well, one. That's, it's that's Hawkeye is a murderer, so. It's not it's not surprising. Yeah. Like when you have and you have people, you know, celebrating like it's kind of a cool scene. It's it makes sense. Everyone's all cheering like, oh, like, oh, yeah, we won. You know, the the city is completely in ruins, but we won. Get that so, scene with Beth, the waitress, everyone's favorite character. What is she? She's from a, a TV show or something at this time. That I, is my wife recognized her. Yeah, that's Ashley Johnson, who most gamers would know her as the voice of Ellie from The Last of Us. Oh but yeah, she's she's done a lot of stuff since since this movie. Oh, I see. Is it when you said Ellie before you said Ellie? I was thinking like Ellie and Xenogears. <laughs> wow, <laughs> I did just playing. I was playing Xenogears right before we did this recording, by the way. So I'm trying to finish it. And oh, so she's she, in Blind Spot, and she's the one. She's the the one that Captain America rescues, and she kind of gives that little that little speech on yeah. TV. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Talking about have, how yeah. people, how the, the, the superheroes are to blame for all this. And she's like, well, Captain America saved my life. He's a hero. It's very good. Um, the game, of course, we have our Stan Lee cameo, which was one of the weaker yeah. ones. Yeah, it, it is weak. I forgot about it. It's, it's at the it goes by. He's an old guy in the park playing chess. Is that, wait, for someone that's from New York, do people do that in New York? Do there are old people just sitting there playing chess in New York? Yeah, that's a, that's a thing. Yeah, that's that's actually an honest goodness thing. Um, I, I've I didn't spend a ton of time in Central Park, but yeah, there's definitely built-in chess chess boards that people can congregate around and play chess yes that is a thing okay i was always curious and i've seen it in a lot of movies and things i've never been to new york myself so mm-hmm. i had to ask that question 
Okay, I like that. All right, and this is like when Loki, and then Loki gets taken to Asgard, and I swear the suit they put him in reminds me of Hannibal Lecter every time. He has like the the hang, he's handcuffed, and then they use the Tesseract to teleport him back. And I I like this part where you have them all kind of together, and it's a little weird to me for some reason, but they're together. I mean, Thor leaves. I think you know Cap's on a on a on a motorcycle, and I forget who's in the car with Tony. Is that it's Banner? Banner. Okay, yeah. Banner's in the car, and then Scarlett Johansson and or Black Widow and Hawkeye go wherever they go in a different car or something. I mean, and it, I like how they're like the council, like, oh, so where are the Avengers? They're 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 going their separate ways. They deserve a vacation, but when we need them, they'll be back. Like, you know, again, it works, but mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know. I mean, yeah, they. I I like the idea of them parting ways. You know, it's kind of this. Uh, yeah, parting ways, going off on their own thing, and kind of just uh, doing their own thing. You know, it's you know, that's how this group kind of works. They're not always going to be in the lair together. It's not like, again, I've never seen Justice League, but I have vague memories of cartoons where they all be inside some ice castle and sitting there making breakfast with each other. No, they're going to (laughs) come together when bad things happen and then they will they will leave and then they will assemble. Well, spoiler alert. So they, there is no that doesn't happen in this Justice League movie that came out because it's, it doesn't do that. Am, am I wrong on that? That is a Justice League thing, right? There's like some it sort is. of like, ice they, castle. Yeah. You're talking about the old like the, well, the ice castle has the Superman's fortress. Yeah, 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 yeah. But they do have a base. Like if you're talking about the old cartoon with Aquaman in it and the Wonder Twins, they they go you know the Hall of Justice. Yeah, I like the idea. It's Avengers Assemble, and they're they're, they're again they're not going to be, and it's also implying that they're not going to be controlled. They're not a standby military force there when we need them we'll get them and that's and that's basically the vibe of it and i think that's very good and it's very sweet to see people say goodbyes after long hours and days of trauma so yeah. and it. It, it, it's a good ending to the movie too it's a good way to wrap up the story and yeah. the final the final stark tower is now the avengers tower is a very nice touch i do like everything that. is yeah. broken but the a yeah, well, yep. <laughs> it wasn't my choice. But they never <laughs> yeah. really use they never use the Avengers Tower though, because the next uh, time that you see it, the yeah, Avengers, it's an Age of Ultron. Yeah, yeah. but not, they're kind of in their own they're in their own base too in Age of Ultron. Oh, yeah. We'll talk about that in in a few months. <laughs> it's a it's a giant tower with your name on it. You don't really want that to be your complete base of operations. That's more of the figurehead. And this is all, and then you have the two after credit scenes. Like the one is where you have Thanos and. You know, he's you have the you have the little guy from earlier who gave Loki the staff, and he's like, to fight to fight the Avengers is to court death. And Thanos just turns at the camera, who looks completely different than the Thanos we get in eight yeah. years from, and seven years from now, and he just smiles. And the thing that for those that don't know, the reference is because in the comics, the reason why Thanos goes and gets the the Infinity Gauntlet, and everything he does, is not to bring balance to the world, but it is to court death because he's in love with death, which is a the embodiment of death is like a female yeah, character, like an actual person. In the well, they didn't go that route, but okay. that's what that reference. That's what that little one line is a is a is a reference to, which they completely went a whole different route. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, to court death. Okay, that would make yeah, it, lots it's of sense. A, okay. he's in love with her, but he can't be with her, and to 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 win her love, he's gonna kill everybody. Interesting. That's cool. Okay. Yeah, man. Oh, boy. That Ultron don't uh, Ultron. Geez. That Thanos does not hold up. Boy, oh, boy. CGI has improved. No, it's bad. <laughs> wow. Wowie zowie. But yeah, I remember again, that was one of those when I saw in theaters. Okay. Who's who's purple face? I don't know who these people are. Great. I'm sure something cool is going to happen. And then everyone in the theater around me is like, oh, Thanos. I'm like, yeah, okay. But now I know. 
and that's cool. It's a nice little scene. And then the final, final end credit scene is just uh, seven of them or so um, eating shawarma. With no lines. No I lines. Like I kind of love it, kind of hate it. It's, I hate it. It's, it's fine. It, it damages out the fine. Yes. The point of it is, is an insult to the to the watcher because the whole joke is that the whole reason that we even have this this thing is because of the reason we had Avengers movie. I shouldn't say not this thing. The Avengers movie is because of people reading or seeing the after credit scene and getting excited for the movie. And that's how they tease it. So in the end of Avengers, they don't tease phase two. They just tease them sitting there eating. Yeah. And that's what it was. So, I, but see, I would argue that this is kind of like the cool down. It's intended to be funny. Um, it's intended to be a scene that goes on too long. That's the joke. I think the, it was also filmed later too. Yeah, I want to say it was like filmed the night of the premiere. Really? Yeah, and then they kind of tacked it on for the theatrical release. How funny. Okay. I mean, fine still. It it feels like it's kind of homage to Tony's line of, hey, let's not come in tomorrow. Let's take a day. It's like they they earn this moment of just relaxing. Eating food. Yeah, eating just – and there's no interaction. And again, everyone in the audience is sitting there waiting for someone to do something and nothing <laughs> happens. So every little moment movement feels like it's worthwhile. Like I think uh, Bruce kind of looks up at his sandwich like, huh, like one of those kind of just gives a huh look and eats it or Thor kind of dives in at the end. Why do I know these things? Because I'm watching <laughs> intently waiting for something to happen. I'm And it's it's a joke. Like it's a joke ending. It's a joke Uh-oh. thing. And it's, it's fine. It's I, not the biggest fine. It's not the biggest FU stinger in the MCU. That's that belongs to Spider-Man Homecoming, which we'll get to. Oh, I don't even know that. So <laughs> spoiler, at least. Don't spoil it. I don't know. Yeah, it's pretty good. I've never. Uh, it's yeah. definitely an FU to the audience, though. I can't remember it, so I'll be interesting when we get there. I have That's no it. Collection. The movie's over. Yay. Yeah. Oh, two hours. <laughs> as far as this recording, I suppose. Yeah. Hour and 51. Nice. So not bad. No, it, it's a it's. I think I think now we kind of wrap up the movie. We did none of us watched the. I'm assuming none of us watched the little short that came along with this Blu-ray because I completely forgot about it till just. Yeah, I totally we forgot until this morning. That's okay. I owned the Blu- I watched it on Blu-ray and I forgot about it. So. <laughs> <laughs> and I did not. We'll talk about it next time then. Okay. Yeah, it's not. I don't. From what I remember, it we it won't, we don't have a whole lot to say. But <laughs> I think it's time that we go on to shelf or box. Yeah. And I'll go first. We'll start with a naked tip. So. I loved this fucking movie when I saw it in theaters. I thought it was one of the best movies. I, I've had nothing but fond, fond memories of it. And for some reason, when I watched it this time, I enjoyed it. But it didn't grab me the way Captain America grabbed me when we just watched that a couple weeks ago. And that's when I really realized I'm like, oh, like this is not this is not what I remember. This is not as amazing, as great as I it didn't make me feel that same way. So I mean, that that was something that kind of hit hit me a little bit where this is going to go on the this is going to go in the box which i can't believe i'm saying i'm putting avengers in the fucking box wow that's okay it didn't do it for me it's still a good movie it's still better than hulk it's still better than iron man 2 and and iron man you know eh, maybe not better iron man 1 but it's still it's it's just something i think part of it is also that i have a really hard time when heroes fight each other like it it really really bothers me (laughs) um but you know, and like I, I actually saw my Facebook post from five or eight years ago when I saw this movie. I was like, man, Avengers is amazing. And I'm like, I'm sorry, 2012 Mike. I'm sorry we had to erase <laughs> that memory for you. But you know, going in the box, I'm glad I watched it. Highly recommend it. Also, I think another reason why I didn't enjoy it as much, my Disney Plus copy that I was watching kept freezing on me over 10 times throughout this, me trying oh, to watch geez. this movie. So that could be playing Plus? a small part. I don't know. Maybe you need to like delete 
delete the app and re-download it or something. Yeah, I don't think that's how it works, but call tech support. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, but I'm 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 glad. So how about you, Bill? Um, so for me, I have a very, I had a very similar experience the first time I saw it. I, I adored it. I thought it was, I've seen it multiple times since 2012. Um, I, I really, upon this viewing, I think I did like it a little less, but I still found it to be extremely enjoyable. And as a, as a launch pad for the entire MCU and the Avengers experience, it's excellent. Um, it does a great job of developing some characters. Um, the action scenes are, for the most part, well done. Uh, they're not exhausting. Even the final 30-minute, you know, explosion, crumbling building fest still has a lot of variety and interest. A lot of this movie um, lived and died back in the day on its quirk, right? On that Joss Whedon quirk we've been talking yeah. about, those gyps and those quips and all those yep. funny little funny little things that were in there. Um, those, again, back in the day were novel. They are no longer novel. And it actually <laughs> aged like milk. However, it really the the, I think that's the the third time we brought up that analogy in this series. It, it's, it's, it's literally great. one of my it's literally one of my favorite analogies. It's so good. Like, I'll just pick another one. But the for me, so it it basically the a lot of the a lot of those jokes for me though this time around were, were like pepper, were like the seasoning on the cake. So I think the cake of this movie is actually very good. Um, again, I think Mark Ruffalo is phenomenal in his role. Like I've said a hundred times already, best actor on the screen when he's there. Again. Except for you know, Hawkeye's just a bore, but we've already established that he can just, just leave him, leave him possessed by Loki, and let him carry <laughs> off with him. Um, but really, this, the the pepper and that salt that's on top of this cake—that is what people either really love or really hate. For me, I actually found it charming. Um, I did find it charming, even though it was dated and a lot of it didn't work anymore. I could totally see why you would think that's annoying. So that's, I think, the teeter totter this movie li lives on. For me, it lives on charming. I still found it charming. Uh, so this is going on the shelf. It was on the shelf before, and it's staying on the shelf. I'm glad I dusted it off. You kept um, saying it was the pepper, and I kept thinking the character. I know. I'm sorry. What did you turn with her? She's uh, intense, I know, but hey, still. She's still amazing. She's still she's, amazing. She's still the pepper on the cake. <laughs> and why would you put pepper on the cake? This is ridiculous. <laughs> I got to think of these things beforehand. Sprinkles. That's the, that's the, that's the analogy. Sprinkles. Or frosting. Or, fr or frosting. Why would you put sprinkles on a cake? <laughs> I got to think of these things before I say them on a radio show. I'm sorry. Oh, man. See, I, what is different about this viewing than every other viewing? Because, like, we've all had this, like, weird negative tint to it. Like, what is different about this movie than was different 12 years ago, eight years um, ago? One, we're doing it on a podcast now. Yeah, and two, fair. we're watching all of them in order. Back and we also have, have seen the end of Infinity Saga. <sighs> yeah, that's fair. And I'll I say the that. third thing, and the third thing too, I would say is we're looking at, like you say, yeah, you kind of just said it, Mike. We're looking at it for a purpose. Like we're watching this with a little closer eye than you normally would if you were just sitting back, hanging out, yeah. um, watching this movie. We're taking notes, right? Like I'm taking notes. Like I'm scribbling in a notebook and I'm looking at it from a critical point of view, which is why some of the things may seem nitpicky, but that's just what pops out when you're when you're doing this sort of thing so I guess, um, I, yeah i guess when we watched it in the past it was fanboys in the theaters like gushing at every little thing right. on screen yeah. right or and you're now we've with seen your it friends. all yeah exactly yeah. yeah that's fair yeah man <laughs> it still it still bums me out because like i loved i loved this movie when it came out and going back to it's like why? Why? Why is it? Why is it different? Why do things have to change? Like Mike said, it's like I liked having that memory of it being great. Yeah. 
I mean, this isn't like a Raccoon City case. Where Raccoon City was always garbage. It just, yeah, it was always bad. We just didn't know. We had had high feelings of the garbage. <laughs> I mean, this is a great movie. This wasn't like garbage. But things like Tony Stark's quips—they were great four years ago in Iron Man One, but in this, they felt forced. Like it didn't fit in with the rest of the the movie for some reason. So I don't, I don't know what it is. Maybe we're just changing as people. God forbid. Having said all that and poo-pooed on this movie for two hours, <laughs> I think I'd still put it on the shelf because it's still like a high benchmark in comic book movies as a whole. Like even if it's not the high point in the MCU it used to be, it's still a great movie and a great comic book movie. And it was easily the best we had at the time. Yes. Well, I mean, oh, yeah. other than no. Iron Man but yeah well yeah i mean it's it's a sea change right this changed how these movies are made um this set the tone for a lot of these things and um i think to your point of of changing uh, that's good that's good to be changed (laughs) growth is good we're allowed it's fine it's okay to not like things you like 10 years ago we don't have to hold on to those things I'm not okay that I don't like this movie as much as I used to. I'm not okay with that. <laughs> I feel like I'm this, really movie was, this movie was the catalyst to why the DCEU failed because it had that light, snarky tone and everyone loved it. But there were those fans that are like, why does it have to be so jokey and quippy? It's like, we want action. Give us, give us tone and dark messages and stuff. So the DCEU ran with that and then it just kind of buried itself in the uh, ground. And it's, it's all about tone, right? It's all about – and tone is a great way of putting it. It's it's all about who does it, you know? Not yeah. everyone is Christopher Nolan. You know, not everyone can do the Batman trilogy or Dark Knight trilogy. You know, they can't. They only made two of those movies. How is it a trilogy? <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> it's Batman Begins and Dark Knight. Yeah, that's oh, we don't, we, don't, we don't recognize <laughs> the third film in that? Uh-huh. I, hate I have a story yeah. about I have a story about the third film. I think I barely saw it. It might be on the show eventually. Just yeah, maybe we'll get there. We we'll get there. I probably should see it again. I saw it in an IMAX theater, but I saw it last minute. I was in the very first row in the very corner. Oh, no. So I spent the entire movie <laughs> craning my neck up trying to look at a 80-foot Christian Bale. Yeah, I, so I did not get the full experience. But anyway, I, it's, all, it's, about, it's about who does it, right? And that's really what it is. I mean, Joss Whedon didn't direct Iron Man 1. Right. So yeah. all of those quips in those writing is coming from a different voice, a different directorial voice, which is why directors are super important. And Josh Whedon really has a certain type of style to him. Yes. You got to dig what he digs. You got to dig what he does or you don't. And oh. again, a lot of that seasoning is dependent on that. And also I have a quick question. Do you guys have your phase one ranking by any chance? I just nope. put one together just now and I was thinking uh, about it. I really I forgot about it. Forgot. Okay. I, I, I was just thinking we... about it. I could do one real quick. Yeah, if you want to do one real quick, I'm going to talk about something. I'm going to introduce we're I'm going to introduce what we're going to be talking about next week or next next month or however the hell we do this. So because we had just finished phase one, we're going to give you guys a special treat. We're actually going to be releasing an extra episode of this month when you're listening to this. We're going to be covering, because of Mike's suggestion, we're covering Spider-Verse. So Spider-Man gonna, into the Spider-Verse. Oh, that's okay. That's the, 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 the full title. So we're covering I have never seen it before. So I'm excited to finally watch it. And then after that, the following month, you're going to get Iron Man 3. So we decide the best way to watch Iron Man 3 is to watch <laughs> two great movies, then watch Iron Man 3 and Thor Dark World. That's the way you do it. Try to so, cushion, cushion the blow. And <laughs> so and then before we do wrap this episode, I do want to say my MCU ranking real quick that I put together of just the first phase one. I'm going to start doing this each phase. I think now that we're planning this, each phase will write down where we're at with the ranking. And then we'll do a final ranking and we finish 
the Infinity Saga. Um, but I currently have my number one, Captain America, the first Avenger, then Iron Man, then Thor, then Avengers, Iron Man 2, and then Hulk. Wow, Thor above Avengers. I really like Thor. I guess. I, I... <laughs> that was so good. Oh, that was very dismissive. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, it's so okay. dismissive, but that was uh, Again, 2012, Mike, or hell. Mike, 2019, Mike, would it, hell, even 2020 of March, Mike, would have put Avengers higher than this list before I started rewatching all these movies. Also, before I rewatched Avengers this pe- two days ago. Um, Bill, were you able to put one together quick? Yeah, I was. Um, it's six movies, right? I didn't catch. I didn't yep, miss one. Six okay. Yeah, so I got Iron Man is number one. Um, I have Avengers number two. I really do. I got a lot of heart for it. Uh, Captain America number three, um, Thor four, Iron Man two, five, and Hulk six. I think we're all going to have the same bottom two, but. For now, not when we finish phase two, I can tell you that. Or no, not when we finish phase There'll be a certain point where Hulk will not be on my bottom list. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Iron Man, Avengers, Iron Man 2, Captain America, Thor, Hulk. Wow. Iron Man 2, huh? I thought we're all Hulk, though. (laughs) Yeah, we're all Hulk at the bottom. Hulk's goofy. Yeah, I like Iron Man 2. It's like it's still still got its moments. I really liked Iron Man 2 before I rewatched it for the show. I forgot to mention during this viewing of Avengers, like it made me appreciate Captain America more than First Avenger did. Like Captain America was my favorite character of this viewing of this movie. Like everything he does is awesome. Yeah, yeah. I think my favorite character of this first phase is still gonna be Iron Man. I I I like Captain America a lot more this time around. I I get him more now. I never really got him. Like I don't know why people like him so much. I get it. Um, but I still like Iron Man's uh, his, his, uh, Tony Stark's wit and his humor, his his moxie and his complexity, which most important. I think he's a very complex character. I think he's interesting. I think he's a person who's constantly being torn between a, a person he wants to be, which is the playboy millionaire. I don't give a shit character and an actual hero. And those two sides are always pulling at him in different directions. And I think it's interesting. And Captain America is not as interesting but he's still pretty great as a paragon of idealism and heroism and the good old American dream, as they say. So I guess, I guess it's kind of telling that Iron Man still has one more solo movie, which, oh God, we'll get to that. But <laughs> the other two Captain America movies are like Avengers light. It's not just about him. Yes. It's yes. him with everyone else. Uh, I wouldn't say so much of the second one. The third one, yeah. 100%. Second one, not as much. We'll get there. We're not far off. We will get there. So, so next is Spider Verse. Next is Spider Verse. I haven't seen it yet. I'm looking forward to it. I haven't either. I've been purposely waiting, so I'm excited. And then we're going to cover Iron Man three. So, and Spider Verse is going to be a bonus for you guys. So we're going to. I'm because my goal is to start releasing more episodes every month. So by the time I you get to hearing this, which might be September, um, it's going to be time to start cranking out more. Hopefully, the world's awake by then. I'll be awake. We we're we're all going to be wearing masks. We're all going to be superheroes. Like I will be wearing a Zelda mask at this time, most likely, because I just ordered one that should be coming in the mail because my job made it mandatory to wear masks now in mm-hmm. in May of 2020, which I'm I'm OK. I understand. Yeah, that's fine. So, I don't like it, but I understand it. Hopefully we won't need the Avengers um, at our doorsteps for real, uh, you know, protecting us from uh, murder hornets, infection. <laughs> and I don't know. I think next is going to be a, a plague of boils and tre- uh, frogs. From uh, raining from the skies, so we'll see. Hey, September, us, let us yeah, know if we're wrong. <laughs> I hope when the audience hears this, they're laughing, but like, oh man, they, they're no, was, blowing this way out of proportion. I mean, 2020, it's just me? like there's a meme that I that I had saved. Uh, it was an Ant Man meme that I keep seeing people 
um, bring up and see if I can find it real quick. Um, I've seen multiple different ones, but one of my favorite ones is, uh, how was 2020? Oh, World War Three almost started, and Australia was on fire, and then this killer virus spread and stopped the whole world. But we got 1,200 bucks! <laughs> we got Animal Crossing. I mean, so thank just... God, wasting our time. That's I mean, right. It, it, People love it. This is May 2020, by the way, that we're recording this. Won't be May, you're listening to this, but when we're recording. So, I think that's about all I need to say. Why do you need to give a quick shout-out to our awesome intro and outro, courtesy of Paul B, a.k.a. Mike Stoney from his EP, Bite the Bullet, Song of the Cool Kid Squad. Also, as you are listening, we have we have already done the other five previous MC movies, so please check those out if you haven't listened to those yet. We also do games every month. We do every week, I should say. We do comics every month. And at the time you're listening, there's probably two comics a month. So, definitely go check out all our previous episodes. We have tons and tons of content for you to listen to. To keep you active when you're driving to work or you're going through maybe the health, the screenings we're going to have to go through where we get, where we get detox every day to go into work. And that comes, Jeez. who knows where we're going. So, hey, listen to our episode. We, we love, and also, and I'm starting to say every episode, if you're still listening, please tell someone, send them, a, send out a tweet, send out a Facebook post, let people know that you enjoy this show, that you enjoy Game My Mom Phone. Because even that little thing, just letting someone know, recommending this to somebody does a lot to help us out and get us more listens and help us do more with this show eventually. I have I have big plans, but I need to eventually have the show make money so I can put more money into the show. <laughs> so let people know. All right. And I think that's about wraps up this Avenger episode. Hey, this episode actually ended up being shorter than Captain America, I think. Wow. We went on less tangents, so we're like more focused on the movie. Yeah, and we didn't talk about World War Two for an hour. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> <laughs> and we didn't also we also didn't um didn't dwell on it on the half an hour end scene. We didn't like dissect every little punch and kick. We just went, eh, people thought. Yeah, that's the right smash. way to do it, though. And it done. So, and we also didn't cover the short because we forgot it existed. <laughs> I will, I will bust out the D, the the DVD, the Blu-ray, post haste, and watch this for next time. <laughs> All right, we'll see everybody next time. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye.